Hello, Legionnaires, and welcome to episode 127 of RPG Digest. In segment one of this live stream format podcast, we provide first look introductions, as we're doing today, or deep dives read-throughs, as we're probably also doing today, of tabletop role-playing games. In segment two, provide overviews, fundamentals, and the occasional how-to, as we're doing today, of systems, settings, and the mechanics of various tabletop RPGs. Of course, we'll spice it up. Why can I never get through that part? Of course, we'll spice up those segments with our own thoughts. Let's say it with me. Of course, we'll spice up those segments with our own thoughts, experiences, and opinions. Clip that because I'm never saying it again, apparently. I am John Maxley. I'll show your favorite curmudgeon critic and judge. Haha, <laughs> got through that one. Along with me today, as usual, is no boring, intro- or I mean, totally boring introduction today. Just Brett Heath and Doug Grissmer. That's all I'm saying. All right. Well, that's great. Hello, everyone. I hope we find you well. Uh, it's a beautiful Sunday. Well, depending on where you are, I suppose, but beautiful for me. Pretty nice outside, yeah. I got home, and you probably you probably know because you watched last week. I wasn't here. I was in Florida for more time than I wanted because a freak ice storm where I live canceled my flight, so I got to stay an extra day in and sunny then, Florida. In sunny Florida, which is you know, if you like the sun, it's great, as you can see from my pallor i don't <laughs> so uh it, it wasn't so great for me but i got to spend seven hours at the airport that's great right everyone loves that okay we have to redefine the word great because i'm misunderstanding now yeah that was a that was kind of a hopefully it'll be great by the time i finish a sentence and i failed didn't come out that way. no did not come out the way i wanted to but i had a I had a good visit with uh cthulhu law that was fun his family Got to play a bunch of board games. Got to go to Bush Gardens. Got to go see the manatees from really far away because they don't like people. Wish I had known that before I went. <laughs> really? <laughs> so, yeah. They really like the warm water coming out of the power plant, but they don't like the people. They stayed far away. But uh, Bush Gardens was fun. Um, I didn't go on any rides, but my wife and my son went on the water ride. I don't go into public pools let alone the the cess water that uh, that is a water ride at an amusement park it's gross but uh, we got to see you know chimpanzees tigers bears oh my well actually not not bears just oh my but uh, yeah it was fun and I, I got to pet a giant tortoise and if you're wondering what giant tortoise skin feels like boots boots yes <laughs> alligator boots look they feel it feels exactly the same exactly the same so there you go. But uh, this this particular tortoise was, I think, 80 or 90 years old. Older than the park. And uh, yeah, he was uh, he was pretty cool. Uh, we got to feed him. And apparently he has a quirk where when he when he's chewing, he lifts one leg off the ground. OK. All right. I don't. Does that help? <laughs> I don't know. But he, apparently he likes it. So that's fun. Uh, no heart says I only go in the water if I need to pee and then joking. Thank goodness. You said joking because the band hammer is coming down. Cause it's people like you that, that make South park, you know, uh, pee pee park actually a thing. Don't like that. Hi, dingus dingus Mc McFart knocker. It's a great name. Hitting the like button. The like button costs nothing tithe. Okay. How about this? You don't like giving out little tiny ties. That's fine. That's fine. 
I want you to save it up. Save up all those tithes, add them up in your head. And then one day, once a year, you make a tithe so big, it feels like you're passing a kidney stone and you're forgiven. There you go. HD is not orange. That's right. I am not orange. Because I've not screwed with the with the color gradient on my camera yet. Which which is uh, showing those slides and it darkens his monitor. <laughs> Good stuff. Points to the points one. To the, points to go. the one next to my name. I know, I know. I just wanted to give the kidney stone thing. I thought it'd be funny. And like a typical sales pitch, you give a hundred pitches, ten people might listen, and one person might actually, you know, give. Buy whatever. Pick up whatever you're putting down. Yeah, talking about that, I was uh, looking at some numbers yesterday while I was torturing myself with a Let's Play video that I wish I had never watched. Um, and I really want that time back because I could have done like everything else in the world, like I don't know, sleep or or ram my head against the wall or I don't know, just anything else. Then Let's Plays suck; they really do. But that said, uh, I was looking at some of our numbers, uh, seeing like how well the Friday Night Chill Stream uh, went. Because I, I last couple of chill streams, I've received a lot more positive commentary after the fact. Like, hey, that was a good stream. Hey, good guess. Hey, that was a good topic. That was, you know, yada, yada, right? Sure. But the numbers are way down. Way down. Okay. Watching the stream, we're, we're, we're approaching some of those numbers, but not for a long time. I used to have kind of 40 people pretty consistently for a couple hours at least. Now I'm getting it for about a half hour. Our, our RPG Digest videos, some aren't even cracking 100. And uh, so, so my question is this. What is it you want? Because <laughs> I got nothing. I don't know what else to do. Throw, throw up the gladiator clip. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Um, yeah, it's it's interesting. I know it, likes change. You know, people change channels. I watched two, three years ago. I might not watch now. I, I get all that. That's that's not a issue. The weird thing is, there's one number that's going up for us. What's that? One, our subs. Our subs are going up, but our view times going down. Watch time here. It's a, yeah, subs are still going up, but our watch time, our views, our comments, our ad revenue, our super chats are all through the floor. And yeah, I, it might be a shadow banning. I don't know. I know that they've decided, uh, YouTube's decided to go in and hit a bunch of the videos with that limited ads nonsense. So that that's good. They've hit a lot of the old ones. But uh, yeah, I'm just, you know, so I was thinking about that, like, because hmm. we did kind of tweak the format, but there hasn't been enough time yet to say yay, nay, or otherwise quite yet with the with the new format. Most of the people who are longtime viewers, though, actually like the way we're doing things now. They like the format change? Yeah, they, they like the separation where it's like they can come in for the Friday chill stream to hear the rants and they can, uh, you know, they can get just the game stuff on Sundays and watch the videos through the week. You know, a couple people like, you know, I miss the Sunday uh, segment twos, but I think this is working out for us like this. Uh, I, the only thing I can think of is that people aren't interested in the games that we're covering or something. I, I, That's I, I, possible. I, I, I don't fully get it. One of the things that you're just going to have to understand with us is, first of all, Got a whole slew of games back there, right? Well, okay. It's not as many games as it might look. Like two shelves or three shelves are just D and D. You know, but uh, anyway, I, I'm not gonna pick up every random game out there. 
I know that there's some channels that do that. And uh, I mean, there are people in our circles that watch them like in new game here, new game there, whatever. I'm just not going to do it. I don't have that interest. I would rather us continue to dive into Palladium all year for segment two or Shadowrun. Problem with Shadowrun is that, you know, you like to cover first, you know, me, I'd be more second. But either way, first or second edition, everybody plays, well, according to the comments, third, fourth or sixth. So. Yeah, but those are awful objectively worse yeah i mean I, they, no, no one no one can explain to me what's what's better about fourth fifth sixth edition shadowrun than second edition than second edition shadowrun what what's better no so one so here's what here's the big one for fourth edition now mind you i have the fourth edition book i haven't played it so here's what they like better about fourth edition um magic is a little more under control and isn't as deadly to the mages which I look at is like, wait a second. So you're saying that the mages were overpowered before. Now they're super overpowered. Uh, yeah. What was another one? Uh, another one is, oh, people like the physical add up nonsense of third edition. I See, don't. Physical, I, I think it takes so Go ahead. You know, it, uh, it, it was introduced in the grimoire in first edition. And uh, they were objectively weaker than cyber than than cybered up folk at character generation. Mm -hmm. which I like. Yep. And as the game progressed, they raised their magic attribute. Yep. And that means they can get more powers. That means they will end up after months and months of gameplay, be more powerful than the cyber samurai, because you can only go to above zero essence and you can't go any better than that. I mean, you sure right. you can, you can replace some cyberware, but that's really expensive yeah. to get the alpha cyberware or whatever, you know, that, that actually has an essence discount because it's made better. But there's only so much you can do. And I like that. I really like that about the physical adept that they start off weaker, but in the end, they have end potential. up on top of the dog pile. Or a physical adept can turn into a sort of burned out mage as well. Yeah. Burned out cyber samurai, basically. I mean, oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Burned out cyber samurai. Yeah, you, yeah. you get a couple implants, you start going down the hill, you know, and you're at the bottom with, with one magic attribute. All you can do now is see astral and. Have a couple yeah, of I'm, I'm glad you said that. Combat. I'm really glad you said that because I remember absolutely loving the physical add-up in first and second edition. It was one of my favorite concepts and ideas. And then in third edition, when it basically became, why would I play? Why would I ever play a street samurai? I get to look cool. <laughs> uh, everybody wanted to go all sort of you know t hidden tiger crouching jag and you know Bruce Lee stuff. So, um, but. You know, then then again, what is it sixth edition? I think this comment here is uh, kind of indicates that sixth edition got rid of the big dice pools. See, if that that's really dangerous with a game getting rid of a original mechanic. Yeah, it's really really dangerous. It's it's a it's a coin flip whether you're going to ruin everything, because uh, the the dice pools were such a core mechanic in the game from the onset, like very much like World of Darkness, old World of Darkness, where the where the the, the pools of, of D10s are integral to the system of playing the game. You change that, and it sends a domino effect throughout the entire rest of the systems, and you can end up just breaking everything or making it up worse. So, um, violence tells everything said, uh, and I'm typing back that I never ran into it as an issue, but, uh, said, uh, don't forget physical adapts have to be careful about healing because if it isn't done right, they lose yeah. magic and start losing powers. I never ran into that. Well, if, uh, if you take a deadly wound as a magically active character, there is a chance you will lose a magic point when you heal. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Just one at a time. Just one. Yeah. 
And the more you lose, the harder it is to lose because I, I believe the mechanic is you roll you roll a two d six, and if you roll under your magic attribute, you lose it. You lose a magic point. So, you know, the more the more you lose, the harder it is to lose more because of deadly damage. You could choose to lose it by getting cyberware. Yeah, it'll instantly take off a point. You know, so there's no role for that. You just you decided to do it. So suck it up, Buttercup. Yeah, so so as far as like the singles, I'm not worried about one video. I'm just looking at like how videos are working as a whole. Mm -hmm. I understand that like somebody look, we had a bunch of people leave our channel because of your your palladium books. They'd pop back in once every couple months. Are you still doing palladium? Oh god, I'm out again. Okay, bye. So obviously some things, you know, I get it. Some games aren't interesting to some people, and I totally get that. Absolutely. In fact, I was asking Heathen Dog the other day, like, hey, I, you know, I've, I've got some games we can look over. Uh, you want to do some overviews? Of what, what are you interested in? And he's like, give me one of this genre, one of that genre, one of this genre. I'm like, um, <laughs> one of those genres I don't have any games for. Because that's I'm, weird. That is weird because there are a lot of set in current day games. I like none of them. I know you like none of them, but, you know, I, I wanted I wanted the entire spectrum, you yeah. know, past, oh, present I and future. So, you know, that abs that absolutely makes sense. I get that. I don't like playing modern era type games. The closest one I might have, which we're already going to cover later on in the year, is Twilight 2000. Mm -hmm. But it's still kind of post-apocalyptic, past slash future, however you want to look at it. You know, um, I, I'm not, uh, like, even when we cover things like Beyond the Supernatural and so Yeah, that was current like, day, definitely. Yeah, not, how many Beyond the Supernatural books do I have? Actually, I probably have some in PDF, but uh, yeah. and anyway, yeah, it's just so we all have our tastes. We all have uh, have what we want. And ultimately, you know, we're going to cover the things that we want to cover. And if that means less viewers, OK, that means less viewers also. But that also means less time I can dedicate to this legitimately because I'm already trying to figure out time management as it is without having you know that public computer at work. Uh, so I'm going to keep looking at it. I've, I've already tweaked one thing. I told Heathen Dog about it right before we started today. It's very minor, minor tweak right now. And then I hope to uh, basic fantasy. You know, that's that's uh, basic fantasy is one of those. That, yeah. My issue is just it's OSR and not that I'm against OSR. We've covered so many of them. It's like, oh, look, it's another D&D game. <laughs> Yay. Now, you did actually cover Basic Fantasy for one or two episodes a few years ago. Yes, I did. If you look in our YouTube channel in the Legion of Myth live stream, I covered a whole bunch of games. Basic Fantasy is one of them. And uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, I, I, I went through I was eclectic with that thing. I mean, for kids, for adults, yeah. horror, science fiction, fantasy. I just I ran I ran around. So I was a social butterfly. Yeah, and uh, uh, I I like that uh, to agree. I think that's why we have the segment one, segment two, the way we have them now is segment one allows us to have something throughout the that just lasts a while. We dive into the game like we're going to start today with Conan. And then segment two gets to pop in this one and pop in that one, pop in the other. One. The only reason we're doing Shadowrun again today is because he was paid for it. He was paid. There was a bidding war. There was Shadowrun a, won. There was a small bidding war. Yes, there was. Otherwise, it was going to be what, Mystic China? Um, yeah. And, oh, by the way, one of the comments said, hey, I'd really like it if you guys covered Mystic China. I was going to send that to you, but I didn't have time. So there's a comment. So, you know, maybe we'll get to that. Um, 
I like having themes. I like having, you know, also that, uh, like you said, that eclectic. I mean, one of them that I continue to remember to this day is, you know, like Warrior Rogue Mage. Yeah. And then followed it up with, I think, Numenera or something. It's really weird. Completely different in every way. Every way. And I didn't like Numenera. Just uh, it, 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 it was the it was the premise of it that pissed me off. I didn't I didn't like the the the, the premise of the world. Well, that's kind of the way I feel about Hyperborea, which right now is winning. By the way, there is a poll on the Legion Myth Discord for what we're going to cover after Conan Two D Twenty because there was a game and we decided no, we're not we're not going to do that one. So if you go to Legion Myth Discord into the polls section category, whatever it's called, channel. Uh, you can vote for one of three games that uh, that uh, we plan on doing uh, after this. And we can go back to basic fantasy. We can go back to, uh, you know, we can look at other things. I just don't want to, in segment two, I don't want to have the same game twice in a row. That's really the the main rule for that. But Cypher System is better than Numenera. Is Numenera just part of the Cypher System? I, I could be wrong, but I thought, I thought that's like saying uh, Palladium is better than Rifts. <laughs> Isn't the same thing, or am I mistaken? Um, but yeah, anyway, not here to bitch about one video. I just want to let you guys know that uh, you know I'm looking at things, and if you have suggestions, we do listen to the suggestions. Some of them, like a weird guy put in there, we covered first edition AD and D. No, but neither of us have a lot of experience with it. That's true. Yeah, I've, I've played it a few times, but mm -hmm. you know, I mean, uh, obviously Dragonlance. You know, play Dragonlance, and uh, I. I really like the the thief acrobat. I don't know why. I can't put my finger on why. I just do. It's it's very much like Jerry O'Connell in my mind. Just, it's in there. I don't know. I can't get it out. Um, yeah. So that, when we when we actually did a giveaway for the cipher system book, I remember doing that a while ago. Yeah, that was a long time ago. Yeah. But uh, anywho, uh, I'm I'm just not a fan of Monty Cook. Monty Cook can go jump into a fire, so don't have I have no desire. If you, people really love Cypher System, that is something we can add to the list. But uh, you know, part part of my rationale of covering a game is I'd rather find the games. It's got to be somewhat reasonable. It can't be. A, look, I'm not going to do a one page RPG. By the way, and then I'm going to move topics after this. Uh, uh, not going to do a one page RPG. I'm not going to do some niche thing that two people are going to buy. It's no disrespect to anybody, but I want to cover things that you know in the videos of videos that people are going to watch theoretically had it been last year oh, no uh had it been last year this video series i'd been a much more positive about this video series but uh guess what modifius has decided it's well not it hasn't decided that's just the way i'm saying it uh modifius no longer has the the conan license so uh yay so get this book while you can yeah, get the book while you can, yeah. Um, but with that said, uh, one last reminder is on the 12th of March, again, if you come to our Discord, we have a suggestions channel. Post in the suggestions. If you have any questions, comments, concerns for when Kevin Simbita and Sean Owen Roberson are on to talk about uh, Palladium books and answer mm -hmm. some questions and hopefully Heathen Dog's getting his... Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, I can't, I can't wait for them to try and stumble through some kind of convoluted nonsensical explanation on why on why summoners and shifters are good for the group long term. Oh, no, please, please try. Try and tell me I would be I would be shocked, shocked if there was a coherent answer to that.
shocked. I, uh, I mean, I, I, I see, I see some of what you say when it comes to shifter. Maybe the summoner, but that short term, it's great. You get pets. You know, they, they, they do what you say. They, they can be pretty damn powerful, especially out of the gate, right? That's awesome, right? That's great. It's like, but sooner or later, it's in the book. They're going to turn on you. Oh, but I'm going to be a witch. 99% of the time, it's an evil thing you sold your soul to. Stupid. That's going to bite you in the ass. I don't, I don't get it. But I'm a good guy. It doesn't matter. You do what you're told. You sold your soul. Shut up. You're a bad guy now. Sorry. So yeah, it will it, it will be fun. Uh, you said that the Diabolist was uh, a worth well not worthless NPC class. Again, that's yeah. another one that uh, that I think uh, can be. And people post in comments their thoughts on uh, you know on why the Diabolist is good. So and I know Kevin said that he really likes the Diabolist as well. So. Oh, I'm 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 sure as a you know as a thought experiment, the Diabolist is great. But uh, just like in second edition D and want to be a I want to be a mage, but I'm gonna I'm gonna specialize in divination. You're worthless. You're worthless. What are the opposite schools for divination? I don't remember. Anything useful? I don't remember. Combat. <laughs> it might it might be vocation and vocation. I, I don't remember off the top of my head. There's that chart. I just know that for necromancy, I always lost uh, Illusion. illusions, and I think it was transmutation, which sucked because transmutation was like the biggest. Or what was it? Enchantment charm. I forget. Anyway. Um, yeah. But so if you have questions, comments, concerns for Kevin, I have one written down in my, uh, my little notebook, my remarkable, but, uh, go ahead and bring those up because they're both going to be on. And, you know, if you guys aren't interested, don't have any questions. What's the point of them coming on? <laughs> so, so, uh, bring up some things that we can talk about a uh, couple of things that are off the table and, this isn't per like we were given direction, but I'm just letting you know, we're not going to talk about shenanigans that happened in the past with Kickstarters or whatever. We don't care. We're talking about the future of Palladium books or how the past became the future. If you're just there to, to get snarky with, with Kevin and Sean, no, like uh, you can ask tough questions. Just don't be a dick. And then uh, the other OGL stuff, uh, Palladium's already put out an announcement about OGL, which pretty much says, no, we don't have one. No, we're not going to have one. We have our reasons for not having one. Yeah. So, you know, uh, if you want to contribute stuff, do it to the Rifter. There you go. So. Anyway. All right. So uh, let's, uh, I mean, and if that, if that's the, so like Aaron Dragon just po posted, if you have that comment, go ahead and, uh, you know, share that on the discord or, or get that into chat when, uh, when we're, uh, when we have Kevin on and we'll see what he says to things like that. Anywho, let's go through uh, let's go through the proclivities and then start. Oh, actually, we only have one proclivity. Could have been a good segue if I'd been thinking. Oh, but I wasn't thinking. So how about this? Just said our numbers are down and so forth. But thank you to all of you monetary backers. By the way, both games today were paid for. <laughs> both games today were paid for. We were paid to do Conan. I think over a year ago. Most anyway. But 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 uh, I had to say, hey, uh, sorry, but last year's year of Palladium Books, we were going to stick to that. And then uh, I want to do, what's that, Mutant Chronicles before? So now when we talk about Conan, I think we've got, we're pretty versed at Conan, right? Or at least the idea of 2D20? The idea of 2D20, we should have a, we should have a good handle on. Yep. 
there'll be some nuance changes. But uh, so thank you to you folks who paid for things. Please don't just throw money at us and say, you, you uh, here's money. Now cover the game. I want you to cover. It doesn't work that way. Otherwise, people just throw us money all the time. We'd run out of time. I mean, I like money, but uh, then we'd be considered cheats and hacks and grifters. And I'm OK with that. <laughs> He's OK with that. I'm not. So I, there we I, go. I can't wait for Raid Shadow Legends to to pay for my boat. Can't wait for it. <laughs> And anyway, so th thanks to the folks who, you know, back us on YouTube, Twitch, Tithe, as, as Crafty likes to say. Uh, follow us on Locals, which I've been really abandoning again accidentally. And, you know, Streamlabs and PayPal. Of course, you can find the links in the, in the description below to... Oh, I got a hiccup. To donate. Followers and subscribers, thank you very much. You know what? Not everybody has a ton of money. I get that feeling now. I want to go back to Germany where I got paid. Uh... <laughs> so i want to thank those who uh who do follow on youtube rumble locals and discord give us those likes share the word our chatters and lurkers you know you keep chat going it keeps people interested and uh we like that so let me get this set up before uh i'll try to be i'll try to pretend like i was prepared craft says uh thirsty sword lesbians for money well no. I don't think I need money to to look at a game called Thirsty Sword Lesbians. Oh, I I think no. I just pick it up as a you know casual reading, especially if the art's good. Everyone knows what I mean by good. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Stop, stop shaking your head. I know what the game's about. Thirsty Sword Lesbians, I imagine. Somebody buy Heathen Dog a copy of it and uh, see if he wants to uh, actually. Says, oh, uh, that's Violet not what the everything's... game's about. I can make it about that. Violet everything. Says you stop covering Palladium. Your numbers are down. Maybe there's some correlation there. Well, there is, but the core, but the numbers were kind of stagnant uh, toward the end there as well. I also know. Look, I also know that uh, between like November and February, everybody's numbers are down. So it's it's not it's not something that I'm stressed over, but it's something I've noticed. And you know, maybe by June they'll go back up. Hmm. All right. Oh wait. Oh, that is on the screen. All right, for segment one today. This one's probably going to be a very, very quick segment because there isn't much to say. It's Conan. But we're going to introduce you real quickly to Conan 2D20. And then for the bigger, the much, much, much bigger part of segment two, it'll be the video that comes out on probably Wednesday, maybe Thursday. That will be character creation in Conan 2D20. So, real quickly here, let's go through... You guys know this. We believe <laughs> that role-playing games should take place in fantastic worlds, and the focus of the game should be on role-playing and having a good time. The core values of hashtag RPGate and any... Good. Tabletop group are escapism, not representation, entertainment over activism, and natural, organic inclusion, not forced diversity. And if you want to know a little bit more about that, look at the first episode of the three-hour interview we had with Grimm. Right at the beginning of that, we kind of dive into that a little bit because Grimm and I see the world differently. But I love having him on the show. So uh, you, can, you can find out more about Hashtag RPGate and how it makes your games more fun. Or at least it doesn't ruin them, right? Yeah, there you go. The charity we support is Wounded Warrior Project, a national nonpartisan organization whose mission is to honor and empower wounded warriors. Please refer to the description below for the link to where you can make your, hopefully, tax-deductible donation. 
And of course, join us on Thursdays and Saturday evenings on twitch.tv slash legionmyth to watch Heathen Dog and his team of dirty casuals play multiplayer games for your mockery and enjoyment. And I, I feels like I'm going to now be a Saturday staple. If you want. I mean, uh, hey, we, we could have one dumb, dirty AI. That's okay. Just nah, I'll play. Put, yeah, we'll just, just put him in an urban mech. Fine. <laughs> Run around and die. Uh, yeah, yeah, yesterday was fun because... Uh, Nobody's paying attention to to the difficulties, <laughs> and nope. just going out there with half-ass mechs, going like, "Why are we getting destroyed?" Uh, you know, it's difficulty seventy, right? So, uh, no, no, no. It's difficulty seventy means, and we're going in there with pilots with like twenty-five skill ratings. Yeah, it's it's gonna hurt. Hey, both can, losses were close. All right, that is true. Both, yeah, the last mecha marauder both times. Yep, and and Garthon was the last man standing with no arms and one laser, and Did he almost job. won. So it can be, it can get fun and there should be some clip worthy stuff. So check that out uh, on uh, Thursdays and Saturdays and you're going on Thursdays. You're going back to Dungeons and Dragons online, right? Correct. Okay. And then of course here on our YouTube channel, you can watch these game related segments live every Sunday at 1 PM central standard time, or check out the Friday night show stream where our panel of guests opine, comment and editorialize on the TTRPG hobby as a whole. This last Friday, what did we do? We talked about something. It's a reaction video. Oh, it was a reaction to vegan role playing or forcing the table to go vegan or something. I don't know. That yeah, I, it was weird. I have no comment. <laughs> and of course, RPG Digest is a live stream podcast discussion, not a concise step by step tutorial. We may deviate off topic. Yada yada. Oh, uh, somebody made a comment. I'm like the one time I forgot to put that disclaimer up. Oh my god, guys, get to the point. <laughs> so there you go i you know i should have this just flash on the screen every five seconds like some sort of epileptic trigger you know uh, epilepsy well, trigger. well if you you categorize it as an epileptic trigger that's bad oh yeah i just won't categorize it then okay there you go <laughs> but uh, we got a super chat during this yep i did see that go ahead and uh weird guy says uh given 10 bucks to not cover thirsty sword <laughs> lesbians role-playing game i'm thanking you now <laughs> see i have no idea what the game's about Apparently, it's not about what what the title's about. So, uh, yeah, it's okay. That's not awesome. And then we got a whole bunch of crafty in here saying, "Oh, you got to talk about this. You got to talk about that." Man, we're gonna get to it, man. We're gonna get well, to it. Well, also, crafty, you talk about it. Make your own YouTube channel and talk about your love for Conan. <laughs> Let me share this. Uh, I'll do. Oh, I'm gonna do. Oop, there we go all right i don't mind padding this this episode with a little bit of just kind of random talk because again i think this is gonna be pretty done quick because i'm not reading the entire intro so welcome to the hyborian age this is the back of the book by the way sure there you go all right and here's a map and here's the other half of the map there we go and there's the cover art again Bum, 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 bum. And this is the way adventure art should look. Big, strong, muscular dudes and scantily clad women beneath them. You heard me say it. You did. This is what adventure looks like right here. Right. Oops, didn't mean to zoom out. Work I did start it one. anyway. All right, so 
Today, we're just, I'm really only going to talk about this getting started, which is almost nothing. Like I said, this is going to be a really short video, but let's get you introduced to the game and get you started with it. And then the next is going to be uh, character creation. Okay. So what's this? Forward by Jason Dural. So he talks about uh, Conan. All right. His love of Conan. Oh, look at that. More, more love of Conan. I don't, <laughs> here's the thing. This is one of the things I've got to get out there right now. Heathen Dog, do you love Conan? No, I like Conan. Okay. Do you, I, I, did I like you read, world. did you read the short stories? Uh, I read the comics when I was a kid. Okay. So you read the comics. You didn't read the short stories. I'm sure you watched the Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. Oh, of course. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've watched the Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. That's it. It's uh, not that, some. Yeah. A, a, a lot of purists are going to say, well, that's only like the very tip of the iceberg. 90% of it was lost in the movies, which oh, sure. I understand. Sure, sure. Yeah, that, that's great. But that happens with when, when books are changed to different media anyway. So happens all the time. Yeah. So for me, I don't have this uh, this nostalgic like Conan's the best thing ever. I like I like the idea of the setting. I after doing Mutant Chronicles, I think that uh, the 2D20 system lends itself well to something like uh, how Conan is inspired especially as everywhere I go, everybody, if there's one thing everybody talks about, that's how this game is best run with fewer players. You know, two to three, one. Big groups kind of, I don't, I wouldn't say they break the game, but uh, the game isn't as tailored towards your larger groups like we would be used to for old AD&D. Yeah. So I mean, there are a lot of good aspects to it, but you have to understand that I am not a Conan purist. So if you watch a video down the road and I don't know something about Conan, I don't care. <laughs> I'm looking at it in terms of the game. Uh, it's just there was a, there was a paragraph here I wanted to read. I don't think it's here. I would note in my book. Uh, I will read this because this this sets a tone. Know, O Prince, that between the years when the oceans drank Atlantis and the gleaming cities, and the year of the rise of the sons of Arius. There was an age undreamed of when shining kingdoms lay spread across the world like blue mantles beneath the stars. Nemedia, Ophir, Rythunia, Hyperborea, Zamora, with its dark-haired women and towers of spider-haunted mystery. Zingara, with its chivalry. Koth, that bordered on the pastoral lands of Shem. Stygia, with its shallow-guarded tombs. Uh, Hyrcania, there we go. Hyrcania, whose riders wore steel and silk and gold. But the proudest kingdom of the world was Aquilonia, reigning supreme in the dreaming west. Hither came Conan the Sumerian, black-haired, sullen-eyed, sword in hand, a thief, a reaver, a slayer, with gigantic melancholies and gigantic mirth, to tread the jeweled thrones of the earth under his sandaled feet. The Nemedian Chronicles from the Phoenix on the Sword. I think that gives a decent uh, visualization of what you can expect to come with the game. Now, there was... Yeah, here it is. Uh, there's a paragraph here I wanted to... So there's Ari Howard for the people out there who want to know. Mm -hmm. Who's Ari Howard? There you go. That's him. Where is it? There it is, right here. Robert E. Howard's Conan Ad uh, Adventures in an Age Undreamed of emphasizes the focus on the original Conan stories. So, for you purists out there... There you go. It presents the Hyborian Age as an adventure setting unencumbered 
by the accumulated weight of posthumous collaboration. I think I think that's a polite way of saying movies and comics. <laughs> and and other other people picking up the IP and adding their own yeah. crap to it. And is the first such game to be developed with close collaboration and contributions by respected Howard scholars and experts. And I'm you crafty he's grilled it into me, and I'm sure he said it in chat like 35 times. It might even be in capital letters by now. Um, this game is required to stay true to the uh, Robert E. Howard Foundation or whatever it's called in terms of can't change stuff. So no. with Modifius going crazy woke, we're not allowed to take, uh, take stuff out of this game. In fact, there's only one incident that came up with regard to this game that people talk about, that I know of anyway, and that's when Modifius tried to say that the words martial arts are racist. Really? Yeah. Did, did, they, did they look up the meaning of those words? Apparently, no, because Marshall is from, you know, the Roman god of Mars, meaning the god of war, and art's just being, you know, art or style of. Yeah, no, they, nope, not at all. But uh, other than that, this game, according to all the folks that I know that love it, played it, and know Conan the story, say this is probably the best rendition of Conan in a role-playing game ever. So take that for, you know, take it or leave it. That's up to you. But just know that it does have the the official sanction. And unlike the J.R.R. Tolkien Society that actually hates J.R.R. Tolkien, <laughs> the Robert E. Howard uh, Society, whatever it's called, doesn't. So they, they, they keep it uh, true to the original story. So anyway, the writing development team has come together. Tremendous enthusiasm for Conan and his world. And the artists are known internationally for their prior work related to Conan. And so Modifius Entertainment is proud to reintroduce this amazing setting. Well, it just lost it. <laughs> it's inhabitants. And setting a new generation of heroes upon a path of adventure in an age undreamed of. Oops. Hey, scroll down this page. Thank you. That one getting started. So this is typical stuff. If you're new to role-playing games, can tell you, hey, this is what a role-playing game's about. What you need. First thing you need, I love it. Right at the beginning of the list. What's the first thing you need to play a game? Game Master. A Game Master. In Conan, one player must be the Game Master, abbreviated as the GM. Essentially, the host of the game. The one who gets to set the scenes, describe the environments, present interesting puzzles and encounters, and portray characters and not controlled by the other players. Okay. Yeah. Well, the same person does not always have to be the Game Master, although that gets weird. But for longer connected games, it makes sense to have a different game, oh, wait. but for longer connected games, it makes more sense than to have a different game master each week. No, I don't like that. Hmm. I've I've never played whether it's D and D or anything else. I've never played in a game where there are multiple game masters that was enjoyable long term. Usually turned into I like you and he runs better. I want to just play his game. <laughs> uh, now, what's the next thing you need? Well, after a game master, you need some players. Sure. Every game needs players. In addition to the Game Master, one to six players will each take the roles of the player characters. The players work together to face the Game Master, not the Game Master, but the Game Master, apostrophe S, challenges, explaining how their player characters are acting or responding to their environment, and ensure everyone involved is having fun. It's the player's responsibility to ensure everyone's having fun. What? Well, I, I, you know what? I like that better than putting it on the game match saying it's your responsibility. It's your fault if people aren't having fun. That's not always true. No, but I think it's As everybody. Fact, uh, j just, just by the sheer numbers, there's one of him and six of you. 
So if you're not having fun, it could be five other people's fault. Or if you look left and look right and don't find anyone who's the problem, it's you. It's possible to play with more than six people, but the more players, the less time each player gets to share the spotlight. Well, Fair. I don't I don't care about that. It, well, what people have actually just said more so is that the game itself is more tailored to Smokers. less. Yeah. Every player will need a player character. And we're going to make one sort of in when we do the next video. Dice. These two common types of dice found in most hobby and game stores. They're 20-sided dice, or even D20s, and six-sided dice, or even D6. Ideally, the group will have at least two D20s per player and two or more for the game master. These D20s are used set for several different, I can't talk, different tasks. Now, if it's like Mutant Chronicles, which my guess is it is, but for now we don't know, right? Mm -hmm. You're probably going to want five D20. Yeah. Some people so, are really weird about you borrowing their dice. Yeah. Like oh, you touched him. You cursed him. It doesn't yeah, roll above a seven anymore. <laughs> exactly. You sucked the juju out of it or something. Like, no, man, it doesn't work that way. But hey, people are people, right? They're they're a little weird sometimes. Yep. Uh, these D20s used for several different tasks, such as performing skill tests, determining hit locations during combat, and determining results from <gasps> tables, such as those found during character creation. Which Heathen Dog is gonna be rolling today? Did you bring the dice I asked you to bring, sir? Awesome. Dice use help determine the magnitude of certain game effects, such as physical damage during combat, mental damage sustained from terrifying or traumatic events, and shoulder pads. I, no, not in this one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> any other effects suffered by the characters? I remember Heathen Dog loved the shoulder pads from Mutant Chronicles so much, he went out and bought all the games. Yep, just because of the shoulder pads. The 80s need to come back, and come back fiercer. <laughs> That's, That's what I need. Shoulder I, pads need I, to be I, bigger! I, I, I need women with like shelf shoulders that's what i need well see day. there you go that explains it you know why the shoulder pads are so big because the hair back then was so big exactly yep it's got it all <laughs> blown out and hairsprayed and like you know oh no the, the environment yeah we didn't care <laughs> no we didn't sprayed out boom whole can guys with their spiked hair by the way exactly. i had this for a while this high oh, no. so you had to use like an entire can of moose moose don't forget moose oh yeah, that's right yeah forgot moose yep <laughs> Oh, God. Uh, more D20s are helpful as players and the Game Master can roll up half a dozen D20s at a time. To oh, half a dozen? So we can get up to six? Wow. That's one better than Mutant Chronicles. We'll find out later. It's like an 11. It's like an 11? Yeah, Spinal Tap. Oh. <laughs> Turn up to 11. Uh, additionally, you'll need a dozen or more D6s for the group. When these dice are used in Conan, they're called combat dice. Abbreviated is a little eagle thing. Elsewhere in the rules. It's recommended. The, so when we see the eagle thing now, what do we say? Combat dice. Combat dice. Got it. The players will generally need three to six to determine damage, and the game master may need a dozen or more to damage you back. Wow, that seems like <laughs> a lot. <laughs> yeah, right? If beads or other tokens are not used. Uh, do we get a super chat in? Just now. Okay. So, Hewn Dog, you want 80s? Gnarly dude. On second thought, gag me with... Oh, wow, that was... <laughs> <laughs> gag me whatevs <laughs> oh that was even later was it later huh. yeah that was 90s oh no people were doing where i lived in the 80s really because wow. i graduated uh, in 1991 and people were doing that when i was uh junior high the one that always drove me nuts and it didn't last long and i don't know if this is regional or not was uh, people that oh dude such a choice like a steak yeah. what like i never understood choice 
Oh, choice, dude. Yeah. I was I was that guy though. I did say dude a lot. All right. Oh, and I did say rad a lot too. I remember that. It drove my mom crazy. <laughs> rad, man. That was so rad. If dice are scarce, they can be shared between the players and game master. You can't tell me what to do. I am not sharing my dice. Okay, yeah, I am. I have enough back there. You can, well, you can see all the bags behind me. And I got a new bag. Did you, oh, I haven't shown off. Well, here's Heathen Dogs that I got to send to him at one point from the Crafting Gamer. Yep. Leather. Here we go. I've got mine sitting back there. So uh, I've got... And you did get the message that I'm sending you the red and black ones, right? Yes. Okay. I have a lot of red and black ones already, so I, I kept black the red and blue. Dice. Or black and blue. Um, additionally, Modifius makes special Conan dice, which I did not get. I do have the Mutant Chronicle ones. I do not have the Conan ones because they were sold out because of the misfortune of what happened when I tried to order Conan. Uh, oh no, no, that was I'm sorry, that was Mutant Chronicles. Never mind. Yeah, I just don't have them. So let's move on. <laughs> with certain numbers replaced with a phoenix symbol, the blessed sign of Mitra described in the Phoenix of the Nuns. Can I not st stumble over my words? The Phoenix on the sword. The first Conan story. Look at that. But I thought Conan was blonde. I've actually had people say that. Even I knew that Conan wasn't blonde. And this is what you do. Are you ready to get canceled? Sure. Conan going out there killing the dirty savages. Yep. That's right. Look at them. They're, they're obviously Native American. Obviously. Well, I don't know. Nipple rings? Hmm. Obviously. Could just be a club. Nope. They're obviously Native Americans, and they they do not subscribe to to uh, European sensibilities and ideals, which means that they are intrinsically wrong. Obviously, obviously, it's obvious just by looking at this picture. How you could get any other kind of idea from this is beyond me. All right. So now you need paper and pencils. Why? Because you're going to have a character sheet, and you're going to have to write down some notes. One of the yes. biggest things that really irks me about some players, like, oh, I didn't bring anything to write with. How you can write down notes? I have to yeah. take notes? Or, or change your hit point total. How are you going to do that? Some people use, like, dice and so forth. Yeah, well, that doesn't work, man. Watch this. Oh, my hit point changed. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> no, one, no one's going to hit the table, right? No one? Sure? You, okay, go with that. All right. They used to draw maps, keep notes, and track various game effects. The players will want, want these to make note of temporary impairments affecting their characters and to keep track of clues, important events, and characters they meet during their adventures. You get the idea. You're taking notes. Yeah. Tokens, beads, or chips. To play Conan, the group will need three types of these counters, at least five per player character. All right. So tokens, beads, or chips. Five each. To track momentum points. Well, we learned about momentum in uh, Mutant Chronicles. At least three per player for fortune points, which I'm guessing are the same as the Chronicle points. We'll find out. And a dozen or more for the Game Master's Doom Pool. <laughs> you know, the Game Master seems to be getting a lot of points. A lot of, lot of stuff to throw at the players. That's good. Just letting you know up front, I'm going to have a bunch of these. Each of these resources is described later in the rules, and that will be uh, next week. I think it's next week, as a matter of fact, when I'll go through. Okay. I might be wrong. It might be the week after. But, um, all right. Let's uh, get the idea. Come on, scroll. There you go. 
All right, now we're to the characters. That's really it. I mean, that's all you need to play. You need some beads, and you, you know what? A good prepared table, a good game master will probably have a lot of those beads and tokens and so forth on his own. And I've, I've stopped well, here intentionally to see the game master is going to have tokens of some kind in yeah. their bag. Yeah. Poker chips, whatever. Sure. That's what I see a lot of people use. So, and those are the cone and dice. They actually, look kind of cool. I like them. I don't like that. That's hard to read. Yeah, yeah. It's a little, it's a little busy. Yeah, I, I'm one of those people that think that you know, while it's nice to have uh, stylized dice, yeah, they should also be extremely functional because that's really what you need them to be: instantaneously, yeah, uh, uh, able to be read from a from a distance. Yes, absolutely. So, uh, and I, in fact, at my tables, I don't let people use things like those D6s or the sign of size of like you know two millimeter or whatever it is. You can't even read mm -hmm. the dots. Um, I, I don't let people use things that I can't read from where I am because you know how people have the roll of dice, but like, oh, I got a twenty. It's like, wait, I how's I supposed to know? You've seen my white dice, those jumbo ones. Yep. I mean, they're not so jumbo you can't roll them, but they're they're they're, I guess like fifty percent bigger than normal dice. Man, clear, solid white, black text. I roll those things. Everybody at the table can see them, and they don't hurt your table. All right, what are your initial thoughts going into this before we do the character creation thing? Uh, what are your initial thoughts going into this from what we just kind of talked about so far? I get it. This is just basic game stuff, but you, I'm talking more like with regard to Conan. Okay. Well, uh, from everything we've read so far in the beginning of the book, the introduction, um, it, it seems like it's going to be uh, a very purist game hmm. that uh, it's, it's going to be rough and tumble. It's going to be harsh because, uh, you know, it, even people who haven't read, the early comics or the stories um, you've, you've watched the very first Conan movie. And the first half of that movie was just awful circumstance after awful circumstance. And it was harsh and it was cold and it was bloody and it was fearful. It was, it was everything that to, to actually survive, you had to be ruthless. And it sounds like that this is what this game's going to be. And and the art, and that's what I'm trying to do. I thought there's a little bit more, but I guess there wasn't. The art is very evocative of that. Yes. It's not it's not showing you it's a happy place. No, it is very stylized. Yeah. And uh it is it is very visceral. There there's not there's almost nothing left to nuance. That this this place is a is a crap hole. If you don't fight, you don't live. Vegans need not apply. <laughs> well they can apply they won't live long <laughs> so uh Noheart says remember the riddle of steel uh, yes i do no oh, look at that i know that's not what you're talking about but yes i do remember the riddle of steel. all right yeah i i get the same basic vibe so right off the bat i think the book sets the tone of the game I obviously didn't read everything because it wasn't that vital to read it. Um, I don't know if you started any comments to put up, no, uh, but uh, I'm sure Crafty's got like 30. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, I, if you're into, like I am, the darker fantasy, I'll be honest with you, Heat and Dog said a perfect word that kind of keeps me away from a game like this, which is probably odd to most of you when you hear it because you'd be like, wait a minute, but that's 100% you. And it's that word purist, purity, because mm -hmm. I'm not a Conan purist. Yeah, 
I don't know it. I'm not, it's not that I was like, I won't read those books. They're dumb. No, 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 no. I'm just, I just don't have any burning desire that I go read all the short stories now. So I get it. Well, no, but you do have an appreciation for following an IP. Yes, absolutely. So even though, even though you may not be a Conan fan, you, you can still respect that they're, that they're trying to stay as true to the original IP as possible. hundred percent. I respect that more than, more than I can say in words, more, more uh, games or, or companies that pu- publish games under IPs need to do that. Mm-hmm. Oh, all right. Um, I, I'm gonna get that off the screen, and I think that's it. Unless uh, unless you found any chat. No, no, not nothing okay. really important. Okay, <laughs> Crafty's gonna start screaming. But uh, all right. So with that, I uh, look forward to seeing you guys in the next segment, which is going to be on character creation. I just wanted to get you the feel in this one. Go ahead. Where's that subscribe thing? Oop, there we go. You can subscribe, like, share, and uh, get ready for the rest of the deep dive into Conan. Was it in a dra- aged? What's, what's this called again? Here we go. Gotta get the full name. Conan, adventures in an age undreamed of. Ending a sentence with of drives me nuts. <laughs> All right. I almost ended the stream. Wow, that is something. Yeah, I was like, okay, se- segment's over. Let me get this. It's like I was going to end broadcast. No, don't end broadcast. Hold on. Oh, dearest wife of mine, when you have a moment, can you bring me more uh, something to drink? Thanks. I have my two cups here. Thanks. Yay, waves. This is why we keep them. back up my computer is acting really slow right now at least with the pdf all right continuing on segment one today now this video is probably going to take a little while so buckle on in get ready because we are going to go through the entire character creation process and by the time we're done here heathen dog is going to kind of have a character because we're not doing a character sheet he'll just have little notes or whatever however he wants to do it so we remember his roles but we're going to show you the process of creating a character and my understanding is there are a couple different ways of doing this and there's even an online thing but we're going to do it the random way per the book atkins approved there you go. Yeah. If you want to do the selections or you want to use the online uh, tool, uh, go for it. But uh, for me, and this is where I'm in the camp of crafty. Let's get this off the screen for a moment because I, I know this goes on the Discord. I'm in the camp of crafty, which says, hey, there's an online tool out there to ease uh, your character creation process. Use it. Absolutely. But after you've done it manually a couple yes, of times. Yes, that's exactly what I was going to say. I, I thought I was going to have to virtually smack you in the face. No, <laughs> your very first character should be done the slowpoke way. Should be yes. done with, with a book, with a, with a game master, and writing everything by hand. Should be done just so you get the entire experience. And that's important. Not like, oh, you make me do it slow because you're just punishing me. No, no. If you do it the slow way first, you'll more easily pick up nuances that may not be apparent if you let if you let a program do all the maths for you exactly and you know if it's a one shot or something i I guess i can understand that you know convention level type stuff where you're just given a given a character and said go that's different that's different yeah at that point don't even make it just hand the character to somebody yeah Yeah. 
Um, all right. So, of course, uh, once again, and this might come into play today. So let's uh, quickly go through this. We believe that role-playing games should take place in fantastic worlds and that the focus of the game should be on role-playing and having a good time and not worrying about beating up those dirty picks or what were they, Native American? <laughs> the core values of hashtag RPGate and any good tabletop group are escapism, not representation, entertainment over activism, and natural, organic inclusion, not forced diversity. Does this game have Vikings? They better not make fun of my Vikings. My Vikings Probably. better be serious. And not just weird battle ragers that club people on the head constantly, take their gold and their women and oh, wait. Well, what... to be fair, from the outside, that's might that might be what they seem like because there <laughs> right. aren't a whole lot of survivors. Not every Viking had a dragon sh head ship. Come on now, but it's not fun without it. Everyone we saw when they came <laughs> and raided our village, burned it to right. the ground. We we didn't we didn't see the touchy feely Vikings. <laughs> or if we they, did, they it, it was home. from afar. <laughs> All right. Anyway, the charity we support is the Wounded Warrior Project, a national nonpartisan organization whose mission is to honor and empower wounded warriors. Please refer to the description below for the link to where you can make your hopefully tax deductible donation. And of course, join us Thursdays and Saturday evenings on twitch.tv slash Legion of Myth to watch Heathen Dog and his team of dirty casuals, dirty, dirty casuals, play multiplayer games for your mockery and enjoyment. Apparently, I am now a dirty casual. Yep. Weird. But, but I, I'm like the National Guard of dirty casuals. I'm only there on the weekend. <laughs> Fair. here on your youtube channel or here on our youtube channel not yours mine this one uh you can watch these game related segments live every sunday at 1 p.m central standard time or check out the friday night show stream where our panel of guests opine comment editorialize on the ttrpg hobby as a whole and again this is not a concise step-by-step -step tutorial we are a live stream and we're in we're talking with chat he might even remember to star one or two this time i, I just did <laughs> okay good <laughs> I got a sloth blame, man. Sloth blame. And uh, of course, you know, we're going to have some fun with this. So please like, subscribe, and share. 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 Sharing is caring. All oh. right. You know what? What's up? I have a recommendation for this uh, character, character generation process. And since uh -oh. I'm the character, I'm going with it. I'm going pure, just barbarian in your face wreck you take your woman nonsense that's what i'm doing but what if you roll up nerd then he was still born <laughs> okay well we're still going to complete the process and then when the process is over he was uh indentured into slavery and then later on you'll meet him as he leveled up as a barbarian kind of like conan right yeah yeah you know look they uh, put 10 years in the wheel of pain guess yeah, what exactly you get buff or you get dead either one um, okay, let's see if these links do these links work. Oh, it looks like they do. Great. Let's start with characters. Boop. All right, it's a 10-step process. Just uh, in case you care. Uh, I don't remember how many steps the Mutant Chronicles one is, and I did skim through this finally. Pretty late last night. And it is a bit different than the Mutant Chronicles one, but it ultimately ends up in generally the same place. Okay. So we're not talking about Mutant Chronicles, we are talking about Conan. So steps in creating character. There are 10 steps used in the process of generating a new player character. Each character is made up of four component parts, attributes, skills, talents, and equipment. Those sound familiar to you from what we did before? Oh, yeah. And each of these is described in the pages that follow. Each stage of the character creation process will increase one or more of these aspects. Sure. All of these aspects are cumulative 
And as players work through the different steps of the character creation process, the results for each step are added onto the character. That's what cumulative means. Being created. Improving and enhancing the existing traits. All right. Sure. So, a couple things to note. This game has an interesting not limiter. We'll call it feature. An interesting feature if you have attributes higher than 12. Oh, Crafty, Crafty has something to say here. Before character creation, please look up at page 204, Hyborian shorthand. It is important for the homeland step. Being step one. Well, that's not 204 at all. 190. Wow, that's way off. 197. So what is it, like 210? Somewhere. Oh, God, not. Yeah, whatever. No, two. One. Uh, okay. Hyborian uh, shorthand. Hyperion right, age may seem familiar to modern readers because it's based part of the real world, yada yada. Well, I don't care about this the culture side of it because it's going to tell us about about that anyway. When when you do when you do your character, oh no no no, it, it tells you uh, what your homeland is equivalent to, like oh. uh, St Stygia is equivalent to ancient Egypt. Uh, Zamora is equivalent okay. to Persia, especially Baghdad. All right, I so, mean, I I'll be honest with you, I don't care. <laughs> I, I i get what it, you know but if you need something to relate it to yeah I, that makes sense uh for me the you'll see you'll see because um it's very similar to mutant chronicles where it's like when you pick certain aspects of it it helps build that into your character anyway mm -hmm. like if you remember mutant chronicles when you picked um i forget what it was uh basically your homeland it said you get these starting abilities and why so. And that that is common in uh, in two D twenty games. I saw yeah. that in Mutant Chronicles, saw it in Star Trek Adventures. Dune. I didn't. I didn't make a character in Dune. Oh, okay. Wow. Thank you. So my wife just brought me food. No, I, I get what you're saying, Crafty, and I, and I understand here. For me, I guess for the purposes of, ga of game purposes, uh, it's yeah. not that big of a deal. But mechanic it's, purposes, yeah, it's not yeah. that. But in, in actual go. role playing, this the, this this is actually good. Yep. So you know. You know your the the cultural background of your character. You can start him off acting in a certain way, and you know experience obviously changes people through time. But uh, in the beginning of the game, you're going to be culturally connected to your homeland. I just completely changed my my idea on that. Iranistan. Iranistan, nice. <laughs> I'm in. Now I'm all on board. And by the way, Kitai is uh, how you say China in most languages, or in a lot of languages, I should say. So, all right, let's or, go. In uh, in the language of the last starfighter, it means come here. Kita, kita. Well, this is kitai. Or, or follow me. <laughs> All right. Uh, so we can come back. It's page two eleven here. If we need to, we can come back to this and uh, try to figure out what you are. Um, I mean, I wasn't trying to dismiss it. Like, oh, who cares about that? It's just for the purpose of what we're doing. All right, homeland. Where am I from? Right, so the various kingdoms, countries, and do we thank him for the super chat? I know he read thank it. Thank you, but for the super chat. I appreciate there it. There we go. Uh, various kingdoms, countries, and regions of the Hyborian world. I've got to make sure I don't say Hyperborean because I'm so used to doing that from, yeah. <laughs> from Astonishing Swordsman Sorcerer Hyperborean. Are described in Chapter 8, the Hyborian world. <laughs> well, probably where Crafty just sent us, I'm guessing. Roll 2d20 and add the result together. Hold on, don't roll yet. Or have the players pick the desired result. No, no, we're not we're not picking anything today because we want it to just move on. In some cases, the game master may wish to guide or influence homelands or restrict them if they're unsuitable. That's 
that Which that's we, fair because yeah. I'm sure be, because there are real world equivalent backgrounds to to these homelands yeah. that people from two specific homelands are not going to get along and they would not group together because they would try and kill each other every opportunity. I'm absolutely certain of that. Also, so that's understandable. I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm saying it's not probable. And you know me, plausibility and probability is way more important than possibility. How are you going to have somebody from Iranistan with somebody from uh, Hyperborea, so, so Russia, and somebody with, uh, you know, from uh, the Caribbean? I mean, that's, can, it, can it be done? Absolutely. But it's kind of a little bit of a leap of faith there. And how are you exploring the world when you're like that? It's more fun to start in one spot and then explore the world and see what's out there if you all come from the same area. Sure. Or similar areas. But once the character's homeland has been determined, players are encouraged to read the relevant section for more information. Yeah, we're not going to do that today, though. Uh, the selection of a character starting homeland grants a talent to the character. Sure. So right off the bat, you get a Excuse me. Uh, and each character can speak the language of his homeland. Makes sense. All right. For cases where more than one language is provided, the player must pick one of the languages the character knows. What's going to be interesting is, oh my God, I think I was too tired last night, but it's in the next section, so we'll get to it. There's going to be something come that comes up that maybe I'm going to need Crafty's help on. So go ahead and roll your 2d20. All right. Add them together. It's a 15. 15. Border Kingdom. Page 252. And we'll get to, we'll find out what a Border Kingdom is in a little bit. So your talent is strife. Doesn't sound great. <laughs> and your language is Nemedian or Hyperborean, which the only one I know there is Russian. I mean, Hyperborean would be Russian. Okay. So let's go, let's go back to Crafty's 220 for a second here. Or what page was that really on? Is that? Well, 211 for you. Yeah, 211. That's right. 211. Okay. Hold on. Got to wait for it to get there. Okay, you're a border kingdom. Hey, why is Border Kingdom? Baltic countries such as Estonia or Latvia. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, okay, Eastern European. All right. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, cool. Now I know. Oh my God. <laughs> okay, so now you got Strife and what was the other one? And oh, you got you get to pick one of these two languages. Right. Uh, probably Namedian. Okay. Be a little different, and we'll, we will figure out what the talent strife does. It doesn't yeah, sound it's, great. It's, it's right here. As soon as oh, I it find is. it, yep. Oh, there it is. There it is. With fractious nobles and near constant civil war, it pays to be attentive each day. When in your homeland, that's not a big area. No. <laughs> you can make a simple doo. So do so that's uh, difficulty zero. Lore test. Lore test. Um, difficulty zero. That means you don't roll. Oh, that's right. Crafty's going to spaz out in chat saying, no, you roll because you get momentum and blah, blah, blah. I don't care. Each point of momentum gives you a general idea as to whether there will be a major disturbance that day. Oh, kind of like feel it in the wind. Like, oh, no, the the uh, I, I saw the border guards yesterday and they were they were sharpening their weapons. And whenever they do that, it, they, they always go into combat and they're, 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 they're probably going to raid the fields today. Shit. All right. Fine. Get ready for that. So uh, while a matter uh, while matters can take a turn at any point, and this doesn't account for your actions of you or your allies, this test should provide accurate, if non-specific, information about the general feel of a region. Okay, I, I like I like this. I actually like that ability yeah, because it's, it's not like some sort of augury. Homeland. I don't like that. I mean, yeah. you know, people are people. It's it's been proven that uh, that uh, people are the same everywhere. 
their their basic needs, basic emotional states, all that stuff is pretty much the same. And you should be able to get a feel for a place just by, you know, watching the people for a minute. I think, yeah. I mean, I would have to know how powerful that, that ability is in a game, in this game particularly, if that would be OP or not. Because on the surface, I agree with you. Think of it more of like a psychology thing. Like, I can read people. Maybe yeah. I have to learn the mores and nuances of people from a different land. Well, but... that, that, that's the thing. Reading body language is not culturally specific. Humans have certain body languages, you know, for anxiety, for happiness, for sadness, that, that, are, that are, you know, that go across cultural. Yeah. So you should be able to read that unconsciously because you grew up having, having to read all of these cues to stay alive day after day. You, you do it subconsciously now. That's why it's a difficulty zero role because you don't even really think about it. Yeah, and it's and it's just a general feel of the region. I think you might even be because uh, I was going to nuance it even more, but after reading that, there, I I think it actually more like is. I see the way the birds are flying and the clouds are coming in, and I can smell the air. I, I, I agree. Explain it how you want, but you're, you're you're reading body language from the people around you. I think it goes deeper than that. I'll have, yeah. let's see what Crafty says. Or, or or I'm sorry, more more not not deeper than that. I think it's more obtuse than that. Like you can feel what's going on even if there aren't people around. No, that, that, that sounds more like magic. I don't like that. <laughs> so, Crafty, is it more like magic or is it more like uh, psychology? <laughs> there you go. Uh, all right, so that's, that's what the strife is. Okay. Now, attributes. Very similar to, again, to Mutant Chronicles. Pardon me for continuing to relate it to that, but that's what gets my mind back on track. Uh, everything starts at a seven. And as before, you can raise one to an eight to drop another mm. to a six um we're not going to do that here again no. we're going to keep things simple for the purposes of making this now furthermore non-human i'm sorry uh where is it, is it here for humans eight most that. yeah most uh attributes range from six to twelve with eight representing an average rating don't worry about it they're all going to go up through the course of this process uh it is possible for human attribute ratings below six to reflect particularly inept weak or poor attributes Additionally, humanity has descended from prior heights of development, and some human attributes may have ratings above 12 to reflect an ancient bloodline, and that's going to be the fun thing. If you get above a 12, you'll have an ancient bloodline. And Love depending it. on what you're doing, I would say it's mostly good, but <laughs> there are caveats to that. Okay. What are the attributes? Attributes are awareness. Okay. Perception, sense of acuity across all five of the key senses, vision, okay. hearing, yada, yada. Okay. Brawn, that's your strength. Love it. Oh, I'm sorry. Nope, 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 nope. Brawn is a might, endurance, toughness, and physical force you can exert, so it's both strength and constitution. Sure. That's different than Mutant Chronicles, isn't it? Because that had physique is, yeah. and uh, strength, yeah. Coordination. This is basically your hand-eye coordination aim, so it's your dexterity. Actually, it's, it's wit, intellect, and combination of studies and cunning learned on the streets okay so this is more oh no i, I was reading it yeah, you, sorry. You, uh, yeah you're, you're reading the wrong one. Hand -eye coordination aim and ability to navigate within yeah. one's surroundings both physically and mentally coordination governs the parry range weapons and sailing skills okay so dexterity it's, it's and agility hand -eye coordination and trained uh trained memory like like kind of a little bit like muscle memory intelligence of measure as he said your wit intellect and a combination of studies and cunnings learned on the street Craft, healing, linguistics, and lore. 
personalities. Your measure is a measure of your charisma, ease of social interaction, the ability to be charming or deceptive as needed. Animal handling, command, counsel, persuasion. I've never understood. I think because there's really no other place you can put it. I've just never understood animal handling under somebody's personality. Like in any game ever. But well, that's me. Uh, willpower, a person's force of will and mental resolve. The willpower attribute governs, governs discipline and sorcery. Equally as important, willpower determines your resolve capacity. Hmm. I wonder if that's going to be like... Uh, that prevents mental trauma. Okay. What was that in Mutant Chronicles? If that's uh, not Doom, what the hell was it called? Dread. Yeah. If that's like Dread. All characters begin with seven. And as we said before. Now, uh, we don't want to do that. Okay. The designated attribute aspects are applied to character attributes. So you start with sevens. Players should roll. Here we go. Twice on the table. So the characters gain two attribute aspects. And this is where things get a little weird. But only if you roll the same thing twice. Okay. So don't roll the same thing twice. Here's well, the might. chart. I don't know. Well, don't do it. <laughs> well, I can't help it. 20. Okay. Wow. Warrior, Warrior born. born. Nice. Okay. Uh, we'll come back to that one. Roll it again. Uh, 25. Oh, wait. Is it just 1d20? Oh, I think. Oh, is that just supposed oh, to be 1d20? Said... Okay. okay. Yeah, you usually it's two. Hold on. I think. All I right. think. Uh, is it just 1d20? Uh, player should roll twice on this table. Yeah, it looks like it's just 1d20. Okay. My, my bad. Next well, one. Just, just, what was Shit. your first roll? What was I, your first? I got another 20. <laughs> Natural well, 20. Well, what was your first roll, though? It was you, had, you, had two, you had two dice with that. An 8 and a 12? Yeah, sure. Let's go with that. Okay. Well, I mean, you came up to 20. So, so you'd have eagle-eyed and then socially Warrior adept. Board. No, no. Oh. I, I don't... I don't no. Taking one of those dice, where I, I got eagle-eyed, and I rolled a natural twenty on the next time. So, warrior born. <laughs> I'm the game master. You only say no. That's fine. Um, so, eagle-eyed and warrior born. You're a ranger. All right. So now you have mandatory attribute, two of them, which we'll get to in a moment, and then optional attributes. And this is where I was a little confused because it was late, and I was trying to read this. So let's scroll up and let's read. Yeah, first, we got weird guy with a ten dollar donation. Thank you, weird guy. As a farm kid, I get charisma equals good with animals. They're alive. They have their own wants and needs. You need to be good with that or they will run over you and someone gets hurt. That's fair. No. That's fair. <laughs> no. No, not at all. But thank you Why for not? the $10. No, because because I know people in this world who are like the worst, most despicable human beings on the planet, have no charisma whatsoever, can't, can't lie to save their lives, couldn't haggle their way out of a paper bag, but are great with animals. I'm not saying that there is a better one necessarily. I could make an argument for willpower, domination over animals. There's some people who feel that. I don't think that that's necessarily the perfect stat either. But in a game with seven attributes, there really isn't one better, to be fair. Right. Charisma's probably got to be where it is. So, All right, so the player selects a best and worst attribute from amongst all four of the mandatory attributes. So let's, again. What are the mandatory attributes? We have, uh, let's see, eagle-eyed awareness, eagle yeah. awareness, coordination, intelligence nope nope those and, are optional okay oh, right. so optional. awareness coordination awareness, and awareness and brawn yeah well i guess i'm going awareness and brawn well hold on hold on so you have yeah. four of them two of which are the same which sucks God damn yeah. it i didn't want anything to be the same um that makes it a little more difficult so the best attribute increases by plus three the worst increases by plus one 
So pick one of these to be your best. Braun. Okay. So brawn is your best, so that's now plus. So that went from a 7 to a 10. Yep. And then what are you going to pick to be your worst? Awareness. awareness. Coordination. Okay, so you want awareness to be your worst. So it only gets plus 1. For now. Okay. Okay. All other mandatory attributes increase by plus 2. Sure. A character can have the same mandatory attribute aspect twice, but cannot choose the same aspect as best and worst. I didn't, so we're good. Right. So uh, now you had awareness. Yeah. So you get plus four to that because plus two, plus two. At least I think you do. I don't it think seems so. like you do. Uh, all the mandatory attributes increase. All other mandatory attributes are increased by plus two. No, the worst. The worst was awareness increases by plus one, mm -hmm. and then all other other mandatory attributes. Right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I, I, know. I, I can't I can't raise awareness because it because it's already a worst. Worst and best are chosen, taken oh, out, oh, and oh, all oh. other mandatory attributes are you know considered. So uh so my coordination goes up by two. See the, the, the I so I have, awareness I have a problem with that. So my coordination is the one that goes up by two. So, so I have I have yeah, crafty says the bonus is stacked. That's what I thought. Because otherwise the player gets screwed. And this is what I was thinking last night. The, the player gets screwed. If you roll the same thing twice, what, you can't raise it twice, but you over there get to raise four different uh, attributes? That doesn't make sense. Th that was my take on it. I, I understand how you're reading it. That's why I was, again, it was like after midnight last night, and I was struggling with that as well. Um, but I, I'm with Crafty on this one that... It doesn't seem to read that way, though. Well, I mean, does to me, I, I consider these a separate, these aren't the same, it says the same word, but they're separate instances of it. That's the way I see it. So your brawn would be plus three, awareness would be plus two, plus one, because you said worst, and then coordination would be plus two. Yeah. So it'd be three, three, two. Mm. Because otherwise, if you had, say, uh, Brave and Foolhardy, you have agility and willpower, then you'd have a, a three, two, two, one, and you'd actually have more attribute points. Not everyone's made the same, man. <laughs> you know, I, in, I in Modiphius, they are, unfortunately. <laughs> I can roll with that. Uh, Crafty says he double checked this with an online character builder, and that is how the AI does it. Uh, Heathen Dog, you get a plus one for worse, and then another plus two for being other mandatory. Okay, well, they should have worded it differently because by the English language, it you don't you don't get the extra plus but, two but see uh, well I, I disagree only because i see it as other instances of but they could have also been clear as a technical writer i would say be more clear about that in your writing yeah. all right so, so my my awareness is plus three my brawn is plus three so those two are ten mm -hmm. my coordination gets a plus two so that's at uh seven eight nine yep there you go and there we go that's it yep so now next uh optional attributes improve the chosen attribute by plus one so let's see what okay. your optional attributes are. So you had eagle eye intelligence is intelligence. now at an eight mm -hmm. and, and personality and personality is now at an eight and for warrior born agility is agility and coordination. Oh, my coordination is now 11. Nice. And my agility is eight. Okay. There you go. So, we, make sure we don't have anything else out of here. So mandatory attribute four attributes are determined as mandatory. Same results rolled pick. Then only two attributes are mandatory. Okay. Whatever. Um, one mandatory attribute is designed as best, the other is the worst. Attribute plus three, plus one. Other mandatory attributes are increased by plus two each. 
We need these attributes are the same. The bonuses are still oh, straight there. Oh, okay, there you go. Stacked. All right, it said it. It said it correctly there. All right. Optional attributes. One. Uh, one attribute is picked from the. Oh, only one. Oh, one of the two options. Okay. Well, then obviously I'll take coordination and. Uh, coordination from the eagle eye. Wait. You had intelligence and personality for the other one. You had intelligence and personality with okay. eagle eye. Uh, personality and coordination. Okay. Those are the two I'm picking. And you know so what? I want, going... I want my coordination to be 11. Sounds good. Going back to Mutant Chronicles, that makes sense because you had a lot of them where you just picked. So yep. that does make sense to me. Okay. Yeah, that was the part that when I was looking through the character side of it, yeah, I was like... Crafty, uh, Crafty corrected us as, as we corrected ourselves. You only choose one. We'll get it. We'll get it. Calm down. All right. So this is the example character. I don't care. Step three, cast. All right. Cast is a social class from which the character is born or has emerged. Generally, this will have been the character's class since birth, though occasionally nobles are enslaved as barbarians become kings, queens. Uh, we saw that in the movie, right? Sure. <laughs> so, um, so where's it say? Cast-based story will determine the character's, okay, the character's character trait. So 2222, got it. Uh, note that even though members of some castes are expected to possess wealth, caste does not determine wealth. Wealth must be, must be acquired through separate means. Okay. Caste also determines social standing, which can impact a range of social. Okay, based okay. on your character's homeland, go to step one homeland, uh, you may choose to ignore whatever. Where's right, where roll? There it is. Now, 1d20. Rolling the 1d20. I got five. Farmer. Farmer. I was a farmer. That's All right. Fine. Hey, the best heroes are off the farm, right? Yeah, exactly. All, all the stories, the, the little farm boy does good. So I'm happy with that. So uh, cast talents are homesteader subject. Now let's see if you get those or if you pick one. <laughs> uh, it's a description. It doesn't say there. Well, you have uh, to go to farmer. The, the actual whoa. scroll down and go to farmer. It should tell you. It should tell me up here. It won't. Uh, you're probably right. Skills would describe. Uh, oh, here we go. Cast grant two cast talents, one skill, and a story. Unlike most ta uh, mo unlike most talents, cast talents are not part of a regular talent tree and are instead based on years of prior learning. As such, they're seldom available after character creation. Oh, that's good to know. That makes sense. That makes sense. You know, I'm this I'm not going to practice being a farmer after I learn how to use a sword and split people's skulls open. I'm going to practice that. Wow. The skill gained adds one expertise and one focus to the skill. Nice. The thing that I like about this is we're saying, wow. Why are we saying, wow? Because we did Mutant Chronicles in the past. You know what I'm also saying, wow, about? Hey, good job of having this in the game, and nobody knows what the hell that means yet. Yeah, I know. Yeah, they didn't explain what skill expertise or skill focus is. Right. So, uh, anyway, th that is pretty cool, though. And since we know what it is, and we'll talk about it in the rules in a future video... But uh, that is pretty cool that you get that right out of the gate. So what were yours again? So you got uh, Homesteader oh, and Subject. Homesteader and Subject. That was for the talent. talent. The, the craft uh, and the talent. And then the skill oh, this, is, is so animal, animal handling. handling. So you're a ranger, dude. Mm -hmm. And your story is page 23 and your social standing is one. Oh, better than zero. So it's the animal handling specifically that gets the... the one expertise, yeah. one focus. Focus. Right. All right. So page 23, farmer. Farmer. Born, Born to the, the field, field. Oh, you learned your parents' lesson well. One day, though, the time came when you had to face the open road. Perhaps your farm was raised to the ground or suffered a blight, or you simply sought a life other than that of a farmer. 
Whether your memory is filled with regrets or swimming with excitement, you feel a connection to the soil and to those who work to reap its bounty. Okay, pretty generic. My but talents get... are homesteader and subject. Yeah, subject my... sounds like I'm really good at taking orders. I don't like that. <laughs> uh, cash talents, oh, here we go. There we go. There we go. Okay. Homesteader. You'll take the wide vistas of crops and fields over the cramped, stinking confines of a city any day. Again, Ranger. So long as you're in your homeland, once again, you're tied to your homeland. You reduce the difficulty of survival tests by one. Nice. This may okay. reduce tests to a simple difficulty zero. Outstanding. So you can sniff what's survive. on the air and survive. What's the other one? Uh, Homesteader, what was the other one? The subject. Okay. Which scares me a little bit. Got to look at the Aragorn art right there. Subject. Yeah, subject. There you go. You are a subject in good standing to a lord or king. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, while subject to the laws, the taxes you face are much less than the more expensive taxes others experience. Oh, you little brown noser. I get a when, discount. <laughs> whenever you pay upkeep within your homeland, you can reduce the amount of gold the upkeep costs by one. Oh, so th this is actually a, a tax shelter for building up my homeland. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Okay, tax shelter, got it. Uh, weird guy gave five more bucks. Thank you, weird guy. This is why real world Vikings exist. They ran out of farmland and saw alternate means for survival. I'm sure, I'm sure that's part of it. The other part of it is like, you know, I feel like I want to kill somebody and I don't want to kill my friends because, you know, I have no friends left. Let's go kill other people. You could take that to a darker, you know what? We're running out of food here. Why don't you go there and have a few of you die? I mean, go get some food. There you go. Step four, story. Based on your character's cast, uh, these suggest background elements and ask questions that the player can answer or the player can choose to leave the questions unanswered as desired. Okay. Traits are elements that your uh, of your character's background that you can evoke in play, potentially regaining some spent fortune points. Again, I'm pretty sure those are like chronicle points. These vital resources are described more fully in Chapter 9, Game Mastering, which I am going to cover at the same time that we go over the basic rules. I saw the way this book was separated and it was annoying in that regard for the purpose of presenting it to you folks. So game mastering and rules are going to be done at the same time. And I think that's next week. Okay. All right. So crafter stories. Okay. Well, you're not a crafter. Oh, well, I want farmer stories. Yeah. We have to find what page your farmer stuff is on. Escape, surf, farmer stories. There we go. All right. Go ahead right. and roll your story. It is 10. You got winter in the balance and your trait is vengeance. Oh, I love it. I love it. Winter What's is coming. Winter in the balance. I don't know. We're about to find out. I want to know. It was a struggle every year. Yeah. The Lord took plenty for his nights, leaving little for the common folk. Yep. Sometimes you ate. Well, other times you simply drank snow water and slept as the wolves howled. You remember no beauty in that bleak place, only the torments of the thieving knights. One knight in particular took pleasure in the hardship he inflicted. If you meet him again, will you take revenge? Why? Yes, I will, because he he uh, despoiled my mother in front of my father and 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 broke his broke his brain and he became a weak man that i no longer respect yeah but you have less taxes to farm, pay which is why i left the farm learned how to fight so i can come back and uh fix it by uh murdering folk because that's the best way to fix things and paid less taxes how does that work 
Um, well, I'm still in good standing until I murder all the knights. Okay. So what was your? Uh, oh wait, that's herder stories. I don't want herder stories. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Vengeance. vengeance we need to. Where's traits. vengeance in here? I don't know. Where, where traits? I don't know where traits are. Oh. Maybe it's after stories. Oh my god, lots of stories. Lots of stories. Yes. Which is cool. Don't get me wrong, but I want to find traits. Nope, there aren't. Uh oh. All right, page. Uh, that's page thirty-six. We got to find. We got to find vengeance. Maybe it's up above where those other traits were. Maybe. What do you think? I have no idea. I didn't look this deeply yesterday. Crafters, uh, merchant, petty nobility, priesthood, embittered homestead. Nope. Oh, uh, here we go. That says traits. Vagabond. Not quite. No. There. Okay. We'll have to find it. Let's do a search. Of, uh, is there an index? Probably. One would hope. Yeah. Saying probably nowadays is just a recipe for disaster. So one would hope is probably a better. I'm waiting for my computer to catch up. Sorry. Can can you can you do it now? Nope. Still can't scroll. Oh wait, it tried. There. Oh. Oh my god. Hey, look at that screaming chick. Screaming into the void. Yep. Seems legit. There okay. we go. Now I can scroll. Uh, back, back. Okay, character sheet. Just want to find vengeance. There we go. All right, W. Oh wait, V. Uh, it'll be under what traits? Traits, yeah. So T, T R A I. Hmm. No, it's only talents. Yeah. Over huh. character, character traits. C H. Characters of renown. Cap crafty. If you know, let us know. Yeah, unfortunately, he's at work right now. Conditions. Nope. Well, we'll just have to remember that you have vengeance. I could always do okay. this. Though. And you know, I, I can give it. Uh, if you can't find it, I'll just make it up. Well, I have, I have one more. I can control F it if I can remember how to spell vengeance. V E N N G E A N C E. There are multiple instances of the word vengeance. Go figure. It's Conan. No kidding. Really? It's Conan. Really? <laughs> right. uh, yep. That's. What vengeance? Lots of vengeance. Oh. Oh, oh, oh. We're, we're coming to the end. Yeah, well, you know what? Uh, if we don't find it, that's fine. And I'm going to go with Weird Guy's suggestion that uh, vengeance against the knights of my homeland. That's what I'm going to choose. I, I will I will get a, a bonus D D twenty when fighting a knight of my homeland because okay. they rape rape my mother and and uh, broke my father and drove us from our land. Crafty's trying to get us kicked off of YouTube. Why? I don't know. Where's page twenty six? That is a really good uh, really good cinematic axe throw picture. Oh, I forgot that this book is like nine pages ahead of 26. That's not 26. 24. Five. Hey, sacrifice. I love it. Ritual sacrifice is, is my bag. To the snake? To whatever. I don't care. Blood makes the gods happy. I'll give it to them. 
Sucks that it's got to be a virgin sacrifice. Well, no one said virgin sacrifice in this picture. I don't see that. <laughs> do, do you see that? I don't see that. I don't see that. All right, let's uh, let's move on here because it's taking a while, and we got a lot to do still. Step five archetype. You oh yeah, it. crap. Okay, there we go. Well, the ten archetypes presented here only a sample <clears throat> of the many and varied types possible. They are the most representative of the types of characters encountered on the open roads and in the dimlit taverns seeking adventure. Okay. You pick note, we're rolling. So go ahead and roll your right. d20. All right. And 10. Nomad. Sounds good. I was driven from my farm, right? So there we go. Nomad Fair. sounds good. Okay. Uh, as discussed, and carry carry attributes are determined there, archetypes, yada, yada. Got it. Okay. Each archetype grants the character a total of seven skills. Okay. The first of these is a career skill, which grants the character two skill focus and two skill expertise. Holy That's balls, really dude. Like, like this that. game starts your characters off much tougher than pretty, the Mutant Chronicles. Oh, yeah, ones. pretty OP comparatively. <laughs> at least at least in individual skills. Yeah. Additionally, the character gains a talent associated with the skill. So, okay, so you start off with talent. Maybe it doesn't, because actually you built a lot of this in those characters too. But four of these seven skills are mandatory for each archetype. And the last two are elective, chosen from a short list. Okay. Each mandatory and elective skill grants the character an increase of one skill focus and one expertise. So we start off, the first of these is the career skill. So one career skill, which grants characters plus two, plus two. Mm -hmm. And then you gain a talent associated with that. Then sure. four of the seven skills are mandatory. Okay. Uh, and then... Then you get a short list to pick two. Yeah, we'll come back to this. We'll do it one at a time. Okay, career skill. Uh, so Krishko, as let's see uh, what Nomad, Nomad says. I gotta remember this page. This is page thirty-six. So variant. I'm guessing this is an alphabetical Noble order. Noble warrior, close. Nomad. And Nomad. There we are. Career <laughs> skill plus two and animal handling. Oh, I already got that. I already got an extra. Oh, it's it's additive, so it's actually plus three plus three or Dude, plus four plus four. You're such a ranger. I know, right? Career talent born in the saddle. That sounds like fighting from a saddle. That's pretty good. Mandatory skills, plus one expertise and plus one focus to acrobatics, athletics, parry, and survival. Man, I I can survive out in the wilderness like no one's business. Mm -hmm. Elective skills, uh, plus one expertise and focus to two of the following skills, melee, ranged weapons, or stealth. Uh, I'm going to go melee and ranged weapons because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lean into the ranger idea. Okay, interesting. I would have gone stealth in that regard, but no, uh, no, it makes no, no, sense. No. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not worried about hiding from people. I'm worried about killing them. Okay. And your equipment. Choice, choice of three weapons, weapons or, or extra reloads. Wow. Sure. Choice of either heavy clothing or a male shirt. Hmm. Probably One. heavy clothing. Yeah, it'd make more sense for a nomad, wouldn't it? Yeah. A horse and a mule. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Good luck. Uh, animal handler's kit and three rewards. What's a reward? I don't know. Okay. Maybe it's like an asset from... Uh... This does not look like you at all. No. No. I, I, went, I went a completely different way. <laughs> you did. <laughs> um, let's make sure that we didn't miss, any, uh, miss anything else up here, but that looks like it's everything. Addition uh, the equipment listed. Each archetype assumes that each character has a basic suit of clothing appropriate to the culture and cast. And traveling kit of some sort containing whatever personal effects are needed for basic survival grooming and personal upkeep. Okay. Sure. Uh, riding transport. Got that. Yeah. I got a horse uh, and a mule. I'm good. Initial okay. So it uh, looks like you got everything. Again, we're doing this quickly just so you guys can see the process. 
if you know if we accidentally screwed something up or didn't think something through completely, that's fine. You can make your own character. Jeez. How many characters are there? All right. Are we done? Okay. Step nature. six, nature. Well, well, archetype tells you what your character does. Nature tells you how and why your character might choose to act a certain way. Oh, okay. I'm incorporating something like this into my game. Dix, you stole it from me. Okay. Uh, to, to determine are we, doing a, are we doing a 1d20 or 2? It looks like 1. Okay. Let's take 1, yeah. 13. Oh, hold, on. hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh. Yeah, either pick one that plays a role. The primary bonus from nature is plus... Oh, okay, never mind. I thought there was going to be a bonus to the role. So, Snakey. See, I was right with this whole stealth thing. Wasn't yeah, it? I guess you were right. Might have to, might have to rethink the whole stealth <laughs> focus. Like, now, you could pick. Theoretically, the game has to be like, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It I, makes would, more... I would pick Wrathful. Okay. Well, the primary bonus from the nature is plus one bonus to one of the character's attributes specified by the nature's, uh, nature's chosen. So let's see what Sneaky says. I'm guessing it's going to be coordination. Probably. Uh, how's all that? Curious. Scroll over to the side. Thank you. Learned. Supportive. There's your wrathful. There it is. Plus Sneaky. one to brawn. I like that. Sneaky. Plus, plus one to one awareness. awareness. Okay. Well, that, okay. That's a total okay. plus four now, right? Yep. Plus one okay. XP and plus one focus to observation, stealth, and thievery. Yeah. You know, you're kind of turning out to be a jack of all trades, though. A little bit. Yeah. You know what? I, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay away from stealth and get it here. Because I want my my melee and ranged and ranged yeah. uh, skills, I want that. So you're gonna go? Uh, oh no, it's to all of those. It's not just two yeah. of them. Okay, it's not just two of them. It's all of them. And elective skills plus one expertise and plus a focus to two of the following skills: acrobatics, athletics, and survival. I've already got survival, so I'll get that more. And okay. I've already got acrobatics, so I'll get that more. Okay, surprise! I thought you were gonna go with athletics. No, sure. no, I'm pretty. I'm pretty athletic already. I'm, I'm pretty good with that. Okay. Yeah. You want you want to see what your wrathful would have been? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, yes, please. Plus one brawn makes sense. Plus one expertise and focus to melee ranged weapons and resistance. I like all that. Yeah. Elective skills. Uh, two of the following: acrobatics, discipline, or parry. I would take discipline and parry. Mm, interesting. Yeah. And one talent. Oh, uh, did we get your talent? No, we didn't get a talent. I didn't. I didn't get. I'm a guessing talent. It's saying the same with the sneakiness. Any of the above skills. Wow. Yes. So it doesn't just have to be a mandatory skill. No, observation, That's... stealth, thievery, acrobatics, athletics, or survival. Yeah. A talent associated with any of those skills. Which one are you going to put it in? Um, so we'll get to the talents later. Uh, Jesus, probably survival, I would imagine, but it could be stealth. I don't know. I don't know. I'd have to see. I'd have to see the talents. No problem. Yeah, I'd have um, to see them. We're not going to look at those right now, but uh, that's what your second talent or your third talent? What is? Uh, total. Because you got a talent earlier, didn't you? Or did you get two talents earlier? Uh, I got skills earlier. I don't remember getting talents. I thought your um, background, whatever it was, your homeland gave you a talent. Crafty says, uh, just write down that you want to put a talent in a skill and then yeah. look at chapter two later. Okay. I could have sworn that your background gave you gave you one or two, but okay. So that was nature. Make sure we did everything with nature. Prove your attribute. Oh, plus yeah, you added your plus one to your attribute. Yep. You got your mandatory skills. Do you have any attributes right now that are thirteen or higher? Um, no, I got a twelve. My coordination is twelve. 
Okay, education. Nature of education varies tremendously across the countries of the Hyborian Age. Literacy is rare, and most of what is learned comes from at the steep price of experience. Okay. Well, I don't want that. You don't want experience? I don't need to read. Okay. Reading has nothing to do with killing folk. Uh, education. Oh, you can roll again. It's another d20. All right. It is 17. Oh, I was hoping for a one. God, I was so hoping for a one against your parents' will. Um, but no, it's just traditional education. Okay, I can take kind of, it. Kind of boring here, you know? That's fine. That's fine. I'm all about killing. <laughs> uh, traditional. Don't, don't need any special, don't need special anything besides uh, being able to count to one, two, three lots. That's all I care about. <laughs> He's one step above a, glove, a gully dwarf because he can there go to go. three. Okay, Boom. yours was an unremarkable education, perhaps thankfully. You're either trained in the family trade, apprenticed to a mostly benevolent master, or tutored without overmuch drama. As such, your education was well-rounded, if not the most inspired. Looking sure. back, you feel blessed. All right, sure. mandatory skills, plus one expertise and focus to animal handling. Again, craft, Jesus, man. And your and character's, your character's charisma, which is which is uh, isn't that the animal handling? Yeah, I thought so. Shit, I'm really good at animal wait, handling. Wait, 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 wait. I will have to look that up. We'll have to check that out. Yeah, because right now I should have like a plus five in both. I, I, got so many bonuses to animal handling, it's crazy. I forget what the career skill is, but For we'll get farmer, back to that after we get yeah. these numbers. Elective skills plus one expertise and focus to two of the following skills: melee. Perry and a random career skill. Roll in the archetype page. Okay, so we'll go back Two to page of 29. The following. Yep. I don't need to choose a random career skill. I can just pick me melee and parry, yep. which I will. There you go. One talent associated with any of the above skills. So that's your, that's another talent. Another talent. Yep. And choose one of the following: a heavy cape, crafting tools, or a melee weapon. You already got what three three weapons, right? Yeah, I've already got three weapons. So, but maybe probably... four crafting tools is anyone going to write this character down no not really no no this is just an example this is more of a process thing to show you what you go through with the process we're not actually concerned about accuracy we can make a whole other video on exactly how to make a character in the future if that's necessary remember our, our whole point with doing deep dives and read throughs is to read through what the game is giving you and just kind of showing you how it works showing us how it works we're kind of learning along with you so it's not about being perfectly accurate in this case. Step eight, war story. Oh, sweet. War is a constant throughout the Hyborian kingdoms. Yada, yada. Okay. All right, what do we got? A select a war story. Okay, roll again. D20. Another D20. It is eight. Gain the favor of a local noble. Well, that's that. now we know how you got your tax break. There you go. Plus one expertise and focus to persuade and society. You are really are a jack of all trades. I am. I'm. I'm kind of smattered you, everywhere here. You are worldly. That's that's just, not bad. I just wanted to be a murder hobo, and now I got all this other stuff. Hey, you're kind of an intelligent murder hobo. I guess so. Yeah, a cultured hobo of murder. There you go, cultured. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um. Now this is just showing how that character, the, the example character they're going through in the game. Yeah, looked. I got it. I got it. Uh, what I do want to look at talents though, real quickly. Oh, talents. Uh, so talent came from agile to be determined, yeah. courageous. So yeah. So I guess it is just two so far. Okay. Yeah. Although, unless it's agile, unless this is yeah. No, these are two different ones right there. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, 
All right, step nine, two steps left, finishing touches. Now it's time to add a few finishing touches. Attributes, you can increase two of your character's attributes by one or increase one attribute by two. I'm going okay. to ask you to raise one of them to at least 13. That's what I was going to do. My coordination right now, I believe, is 12. So I'm going to raise that to 13 and raise my brawn to 12. Okay, so only one of them are going to be 13 or higher? Yeah. Okay. Um, so we'll have to look at the ancient bloodline talent on page 17 now. You cannot increase an attribute above 14. Okay. I got 13 and 12. I'm fine. Next. Add one expertise and focus to three skills of your choice, including skills your character may not have already improved. Okay. 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 That, that's good to know. I mean, you, you really want to think about that. Yeah. Have, have everything written down and stuff. But off the top of my head, since uh, I, have, I have a lot of fingers and a lot of different pies here, I'm going to double down on... Uh, on melee ranged and parry okay i'm gonna do that add plus two to expertise and focus into one skill and plus one to another as above i can choose the same ones again it doesn't say i can't yeah it doesn't say you can't oh my god well uh my survival's already at like plus five so i don't need any of that so uh Oh, no, 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 stop, stop, stop. It's choose one of these methods. Oh, one of these methods. Okay, choose yeah. one of these methods. Okay, 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 okay. I'm, I'm going to choose the first one then. Okay. Yep. So you're going to become more well-rounded? Yeah. Well, for fighting. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. Uh, da, 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 da. However, you cannot improve any of your character skills by more than plus five total during character creation. All right. Well, there you go. I got a plus five in survival. That's my highest one. Additionally, your character cannot have more than three skills with a bonus higher than plus three. Uh, that could be trouble. I think I have uh, three <laughs> skills at a five or a plus four. Okay, that that would be a problem. You'll have to you'll have to uh, divvy them around. I, I will say that in the character creation side of it, Mutant Chronicles was a little more straightforward. Yeah, but this uh, this, this is a little more like uh like Star Trek Adventures, where at where at at the end. You have maximums and you get to you have to take away one here and add other places to make sure you're not hitting over the maximums. If you did not use the character story table uh, for your cast, this is crime step four. You must agree upon a trait with your game master. Uh, we, we did that, so we're good. Or the game master will choose one for you. You can pick one additional talent for your character at this time, provided the character meets the talent's prerequisites. Alternately, you can increase an existing talent by an additional rank. You may not pick a fortune talent at this stage. Okay. Or my so, talents. I don't know. Let me look. That was chapter two, remember? Language. language. Well, Numidian. Got it. Check. You may pick an extra language. Oh. Uh, if you're hyper, the list. Hyperborean. Or there you Hyperborean. Go. Sorry, I did, I did what you did. Hyperborean. Well, no, it is Hyperborean in this case. Oh, it is? Oh, okay. Hyperborean is Russia. Okay. Fortune points are an in-game resource representing good luck or fate. Yeah, these are the chronicle points. Got it. So do you get two just like uh, three? All characters begin each game session with three fortune points. And can earn, earn them, them throughout drop the course. Okay. Okay. Uh, you may choose to permanently spend one point of fortune to increase an attribute by one. Or to increase a single skills expertise focus by uh, or expertise and focus by plus two. Hmm. If you choose to spend the fortune point, then no attribute can exceed 14 and no skill can have its bonus exceed plus three, even right. with the ancient bloodline talent. Okay, then, well, suck it. 
personal belongings and garments. Your character may have been granted some personal items, piece of equipment. You can roll twice using the first table on page 45. Oh, that's going to be fun. All right, where's 45? Oh, okay, roll twice. Uh, roll, um, wait, 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 wait. Personal belongings, garments. You can roll twice using the first table in 45. Okay. Picking okay. something from each column. Okay. It still goes to 20, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, 17. Okay. You can either have a necklace of animal teeth or bones or sandals and a tunic befitting a servant. I want the necklace of bones. Okay. Bones are the first night I slayed. It's a mouse. No, it's a knight. It's a human being. I got his finger bones around my neck. Hey, uh, never roll touch again. my mother again. Not with those fingers. <laughs> roll again. And 19. A small mummified body part, such as a ear finger or penis. Naked as modesty will allow you. Penis. Okay. I have I have the the knight's mummified penis that, that he used to defile my mother. I have it. I, I look every once in a while and giggle. But you know what? I, I cannot take credit for that. My mom, fighter that she was, bit it off. Your character may have already been awarded a weapon through one of the character generation types. But one, you got like four, right? I got like four of them. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> but one can never have too many weapons at hand. Fair enough. Roll twice using the second table found in 45 to determine a weapon and its provenance description. Okay. Or just pick. No, we're not picking. We're rolling. All right. Okay. So you get to roll for two two weapons. Go All ahead. Right. We got uh, 10. A yep. war pick. Nice. Re really, really good for poking holes in people. And roll again. And natural 20. So, oh, uh, but no, 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 no. Really it's a, good for punishing people. No, no. So, so you got, wait, what was the first roll? War pick 10. Okay. So war pick that was decorated with polished stones. Oh, okay. Great. And does it say you get two weapons or is it two rolls or two weapons? I thought it was two weapons, but read it again. Roll twice using a, a weapon and its provenance. Okay. okay no, it's one, it's one All right. weapon. All right. So, I have a, I have a, I guess it was bedazzled by a five-year-old. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> wow. And let's see. Blah, blah, blah. Op optional rule. The weed of sorcery. No, we don't want, we don't want no, the weed of sorcery. No, no. Magic can suck it. Final calculations. Here you can determine the remaining aspect of the character depend on the other. We don't have a character sheet in front of us, so it doesn't matter. Uh, resolve, vigor, and gold. So vigor is equal to the total of the character's brawn attribute and expertise. Resolve in is equal to resistance skill, which I have a bonus to. I got a plus one to resistance skill. Okay. So, so my brawn, brawn is 12, and my expertise and resistance skill is plus one. So that's 13. 13. Resolve is equal to the total of the character's willpower attribute and expertise in the discipline skill. Eight, and I think plus one for that too, so that's nine. Okay. And starting gold is equal to the sum of the character's personality attribute and expertise in the society, society skill. skill. I got a plus one. My personality, I believe, is the... No, I got a plus one for that, and I got a plus two for that. See? You so are such seven, a jack eight, of all trades. I got ten. I got ten starting gold. You are the guy that's going to be like the traveling warrior. You're going to be like the, the Hulk, the 1970s Incredible Hulk. There you go. Da, 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 da. <laughs> and uh, damage bonuses. Uh, all melee attacks Braun. get bonuses from brawn. Yep. So what's your brawn? My brawn is 12. Ooh, I get the plus three. You get Sweet. three combat dice. Yep. Nice. And uh, range attacks are awareness. That is uh, 11, I believe. 
Okay, so that's plus two plus combat two. dice. And mental attacks from personality. Uh, that's going to be eight or nine. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be nine is plus zero one. or one. Okay. All right. So, uh, again, we didn't go through this. Oh, my God, worrying about every little point here. No, there. no, we didn't. But here, here's what I it got. It doesn't matter. Here, here's, here's, here's what we got. So I grew up on a farm, a dirt farm. I mean, it was poor. It was like, oh, we, we need you to make potatoes. Potatoes don't grow in rocks. Do it anyway. And so my, my dad did his best, but uh, the knights got everything. They, they were basically uh, uh, legalized thuggery. And uh, one day they decided to come to my house and collect taxes. Well, my dad didn't have enough taxes. So one of the knights tried to collect it from my mom. And uh, she, she uh, bit off his member <laughs> and uh, tried to kill her. And I cut off his hands. I have his I have his uh, fingers on my uh, finger bones on my necklace, and uh, we we buried his body like like it never happened. And I left to go and uh, and get adventuring experience so I can come back and free my homeland from the evil nobles and their and their thuggish knights. And in doing so, I learned how to survive on nothing because you know what? I was a dirt farmer. I farmed dirt. I could literally eat pebbles and gain some kind of magical nutrients from them. That's why I have a plus five to my survival skill. I can survive on anything. And I learned how to fight. I learned how to, uh, how to speak to all kinds of different people. I learned how to listen. Very important skill. I and got... read the winds. Crafty never and... answered that question, or at least I missed it. No, I didn't see it either. But, uh, and, and, and learned how to, how to, you know, sense people's vibes. What they're what they're putting down, I can pick up. And uh, my whole goal is vengeance. In the in the course of of uh, and uh, Crafty did tell us what that means. It's oh, a did? it's a personal trait that that you choose that allows you to gain uh, fortune points and stuff. If you're no no no, no I'm, actively... I'm, I'm I'm talking about the thing where it's like yeah, whether it's the psychology or reading the winds. Yeah. <clears throat> no no, he didn't answer that. But yeah. uh, one 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 of the one of the traits I have is vengeance. And that is that is uh, when I'm when I'm pursuing my vengeance goal, I get bonuses to you know I get I get uh, if, if I succeed I get I think I get fortune points stuff like that. So uh, that, got that's some example I'm... names for you too from your border kingdom. Oh really? You okay. can be Aragon or something very close to it. <laughs> we have Agron, Gavril. Ed. That sounds good. Guri, shut up. Ilian, nope, sounds like a sounds like a faggoty boy. I don't care about that. Ivo, no, that's 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 comics. I don't like that. Corvin, nope, that is uh that is from uh uh Krull. Don't want that. Uh Ricard sounds too much like Picard, he's too old and feeble now. I don't care about him. Vidian sounds too much like Vivian. Pass. Volko, nope, that 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 sounds like a drink on Futurama. So I'm going with Gavril. See, I would go with Corvin. And anybody who follows Battletech and knows about the Capellan Confederation knows exactly why I did that. If okay. not, look it up. It's called the Corvin Doctrine. <laughs> Real. That's that's my name. All right. What else? We, oh, God, I zoomed away too far. What else do we have here? That's character creation. Combined random tables. Homeland. Do we have to do this? No, no. This is, this is the stuff where it's all combined together in one uh, simple defined area, which should have actually oh. been the whole thing. All <laughs> right. Alternate character creation. We don't care. What's this? See, 
Maybe, maybe it's saying something bad about me, but uh, you know, Heathen Dog's like, oh, look at porn chicks. I'm like, ooh, look at skulls. <laughs> yeah, it's a little weird. A little weird. You gotta get your head right, man. <laughs> or people chopped up. All right. So there we go. Ne- uh, next week, we'll talk about skills and talents. Yep. I think we're going to talk about... Here, hold on. What do I have here? Skills and talents. And then we'll talk about the rules. And I have a note here saying that when we talk about the rules, we're going to talk about game mastering. So that, that's it. I, I wanted to do this one differently. If you remember when we did Mutant Chronicles, we were much more step-by-step. I also have a complete yep. video on how to do make the character correctly from beginning to end exactly. I wanted this one to be a little bit more fluid. And I think we did that. Yeah. Fluid. It also didn't last as long as I thought. I thought there was going to be two hours and I was scared. Also, so. you know what? Uh, in the in the background story, my mom ended up being being the, the person I got my strong will and fighting ability from because yeah. my, my, my dad is a dirty cuck. <laughs> there you go. I mean, and, and somebody pointed out in chat, too, I, I uh, said something like, hey, you know, I thought it was going to kind of be meh. But then after seeing the entire life path process, this is why I'm a fan of almost in almost every game that has a life path system. I'm almost universally a fan because Actually, uh, the, the life path system for mutant Chronicles and this is inferior to the life path system in star Trek adventures. Really? I like okay. that one better. Is that the only nice thing you ever said about star Trek adventures? Yep. <laughs> Which is fair. Um, I also think it's inferior to twilight 2000 and traveler, but I, I I like I generally tend to like life path systems as long as they have some depth to it. And let's think about it. this had at least forty pages of depth to it. Yeah. So uh, you really I, can't I go like wrong. Life path systems that also can give you minuses. Yeah. It adds character. This game, well, the two D twenty system isn't built around minuses, though. No, it isn't. It isn't. It's it's all it's all bonuses or not bonuses. Yeah. yeah. I mean, traveler, you can die in in your life path. So yeah, which is weird. Okay. Hey, Twilight 2000, I loved it. The old Twilight 2000, I used to love going, okay, let's do it. One more service, I can do it. And I hope I don't lose an eye or a leg. <laughs> you know, something Like, oh, crap, I suffered a major wound. I'm minus three to everything. That sucks. <laughs> All right. But, uh, so uh, any comments? No, this was, this was, this was fine. I mean, as a, as a life path system go, it was pretty succinct. It was pretty straightforward. There were a couple of places where it, it introduced uh, concepts that weren't that weren't explained yet but to be fair it either explained them in the next couple of paragraphs or it immediately gave a parenthetical and where you can find it that's something yeah it's yeah you don't have to define it right then and there you can actually have something you can use a term before it's actually defined as long as you point to the definition yes and they did that except for once no no no. uh the, uh, the answer was actually in the next couple of paragraphs yeah should, it, still should have said below it should have, but it didn't. But in the next couple of paragraphs, it, it explained the game term they just introduced. Thank you, weird guy, for the $5, even if you are a bad, bad person. <laughs> uh, no, but I was wondering if there are any comments in chat. That, oh, yeah, there's uh, start. Oh, I got okay, some cool. start comments here. All right, let me we'll start with uh, weird guy. Uh, do you guys have a review of D&D 1 Edition? No, we were talking about that. And uh, no, we do not. Do, do you want us to? Throw in the yeah. comments below. We got crafty. Uh, Nordheim is the is a region hyperborea. Oh, he's talking about the uh, the Norse. Okay. Nordheim. Oh, when I said, "Are there Vikings?" Yeah, I was kind of exactly partially joking when I asked it, but yeah, cool. Weird guy. Facts. That's why Scandinavians are so attractive. They didn't bring back the ugly girls during their Viking raids. Based. Okay. Yeah, I get that. Sure. I wouldn't. I wouldn't bring back ugly chicks either. You know, keep keep them being weaker. 
whereas we become stronger. <laughs> uh, crafty uh, God and Heated Dogs, good to understand this game. <laughs> Apparently, uh, my, my my brain works really well with two D twenty games. Uh, the traits are elements of your character's background that you evoke in play, potentially gaining spent regaining spent oh. fortune points. That that that's the whole vengeance thing I was talking about. That that's a character trait that if okay. I invoke it and use it, I can gain back fortune points by following my vengeance trait. So so that that's like the uh, was it the nemesis and whatever the other thing I rolled up in for the mutant chronicles character. Yeah. And uh, Max says, I'm guessing animal handling is a way of life in this world, not just a hobby. Yes. I mean, uh, they're, they're apparently everyone's got to have a skill in it, but I'm really, really good. I'm the, I'm the whisperer, you know, like, uh, if, if I was a girl, I'd be snow white. All the animals are like coming to me and I'm singing with them and all that good stuff. Uh, as a real insult, Heathen Doss character will use the mummified member to slap another in the face. Whether the person knows it's a human member or not is left to a mystery. Yes, that's what, well, oh, that's no, a good he'd idea. He'd tell him. He'd tell him. He'd I have tell to him. tell him. Tell him. <laughs> what did you hit me with? You really want to know? And if the person didn't ask, he'd be like, oh, by the way. By the way, <laughs> th this, this, is the, this is the penis of the last guy who messed with me. It's got room on the it's it's got room on the stick for you. All right. Well, that is it for this segment. Yep. All right. Uh yeah, we'll uh, go ahead and take your break and uh share share and subscribe. There you go. Now Heathen Dog can take his break. <laughs> and and I'll get uh actually I am pretty much set up for segment 2. I wasn't sure how that was going to go. Doesn't seem like it went too badly. Uh, I knew it was going to be a little more off the cuff than normal, but that was intentional. Not as intentional as it ended up being because, you know, I didn't read it until last night after I was on Ethan Dog's Ethan Dog stream. I got I got to remember that the deep dives and read-throughs don't have to be perfection. They just have to expose you to the game. It just have to show you, hey, this is what's going on. And if we make a mistake, who cares? It's not a how-to. It's not a fundamental. It's not, uh, let's get this right. It's just a, hey, this is what this game does. This is how we read it. And as accurate as we can be is great. But on the other hand, it doesn't have to be, oh, God, we screwed that up. Because, we're like I said, we're learning along with you. All right, weird guy, have a good one. Thank you for the super chats. Yeah, but I have the original Traveler. That's the one I do. I actually, I like the old uh, Battletech, or was it MechWarrior 3rd Edition Life Pass, too. thought they could have been a little deeper, but uh, I, I liked uh, when MechWarrior added the Life Pass system. I liked it. Yeah, I think it's tough to put together a life pass. I, well, let me rephrase. I think it's boring to put together a life pass system. But if you get one done and it's done well, then it's not boring for the players. My problem is that I would think of literally everything that could happen. My life pass system, one phase of it would be like 75 pages. But oh, I can add this in too. Oh, I can add that in too. Oh, I can do these. 
All right, it's TMI time. I was holding that P in for so long, I had a 67-second continuous stream. Awesome. All right, let's get ready to present. Move you up here. There we go. Oh, so you're showing slides. Yes, I am. Well, that violence, that was every... I, I do know what you're saying because of the D10, but uh, every edition of Mech Warrior didn't integrate with Battletech as far as I was concerned. I mean, the first edition integrated the best, but that was literally just um, Battletech with, let's let's add a couple more skills in there to make it seem like it's <laughs> it's, it's, it's a role-playing game. But, uh, yeah, uh, all right. Is that real? Is what real? Okay, good. Your wavy book? I told you that is a scan of my actual book. Your book is wavy. You scanned it through water. Yeah, that's it. That's what I did. All right. We get. Uh... All right. For segment two today, we just got done creating a very, very, very long. No, it wasn't. We uh, created a pretty interesting character for Conan. 2d20 and now heathen dog is actually he's going to be a little more process oriented in this one it's going to be a little more factual and a little less uh, rough around the edges as we do this one he's going to create a character for us or, or ex at least explain the process of creating a character for first edition shadowrun so let's go through of course we believe that role-playing games should take place in fantastic worlds the sixth fantastic world if i get my uh i remember my facts from shadowrun you are correct that focuses on the game and having a good time. The core values of hashtag RPGate in any good tabletop group are escapism, not representation, entertainment over activism, and natural organic inclusion, not forced diversity. Charity We Support is the Wounded Warrior Project, a national nonpartisan organization whose mission is to honor and empower wounded warriors. Please refer to the description below for the link to where you can make your hopefully tax-deductible donation. And finally, that's right, we have multiple streams throughout the week. And you can join us on Thursdays and Saturday evenings on twitch.tv slash legionamit to watch Heathen Dog here, your Shadowrun aficionado. And his team of dirty casuals, we'll call them gang members, because did you ever play a gang member in Shadowrun? No. But I, I commonly use gang members to to patrol my neighborhood. Yeah, I tried to play a gang member, and it was always so subpar to everything else that it wasn't fun. Um, but you can call on friends. Yeah, game masters didn't like that. Uh, anyway, play multiplayer games for your mockery and enjoyment. And here on our YouTube channel, you can watch these game-related segments live every Sunday at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. Or check out uh, Friday Night Showstream, where a panel of guests opine, comment, editorialize on the TTRPG hobby as a whole. Oh, wait, this is actually kind of a step-by-step. -step. I'll still sidetrack them, because it's what I do. And like, subscribe, and share. Okay. And there you go. Hello, everyone. Today, we're going to look at the process of making a Shadowrun character. First edition. Second edition is very similar. Don't worry. If you can make a character in first edition, you can make character in second what edition. What about sixth? No we don't care about sixth. Six sucks. Anything, anything beyond two is a waste of time. Write that down. Ugh. Okay, I'm alive. Good. Okay, so here's here's some background. Gonna get a little bit of background here. Oh, bam! There we go. Publisher Faster Corporation, which, as we all know, doesn't exist anymore, came out in 1989, and you can buy the book on Drive Through RPG, the PDF, for eight bucks. Eight bucks. Nice. Triple A game. 
100% eight bucks. Now I do recommend getting the grimoire as well if you like the game, but if you but if you just want to try it out, eight bucks and you can give it a shot. Absolutely fine. So character creation, making your shadow runner. These are the things you, you need to think about: race, attributes, skills, magic, gear, cyberware, and contacts. That's it. After that, doesn't matter. This is your character. I'm going to go through all of these step by step and how to do it in the most concise way possible. Crafty has something to say. Uh, how do you make character in Shadowrun? Step one: close the Shadowrun book. Step two: grab the cyberpunk off the shelf. You, you need to get off a of cyberpunk shadow run is objectively better because mm. of earth dawn so suck it that's weird that's a weird way to say that there it is but it's there all right so first we look at the master character table this is the crux of your choice going forward this is the direction your character is going where he's been what he's done and how and how he will uh how he will achieve his goals moving forward because you have to choose right out of the gate what's most important to you magic attributes skills tech and your race all right so you want to be a metahuman great you have to choose priority four on race which means you can't get a million bucks for cyberware you can't get 40 skill points you can't get 30 attribute points and unless you know, and if you want to be if you want to be magical, you have to choose magic priority three, which means you've made another choice. You've whittled down your path again. If you want magic, great. You have to have magic as the highest priority if you're human. If your metahuman has to be priority number three. You want lots of cyberware? Well, then you got to take tech really high. You want lots of money? Tech really high. You want lots of um, uh, points to put into different kinds of spells? Tech's got to be high. Okay, okay. I want magic, metahuman, lots of tech, skills, and attributes. How do I do that? Well, that's easy. Number one, metahuman. If you want to be metahuman, it has to be priority four. Boom. That's done. You want to be magical? has to be priority three if you're metahuman. Boom. Now, you said tech was next. That's uh, no, I said I, I, I want more max. I want all the everythings. No. Oh. no. Sorry. One priority for each column. That's it. So you have to make some hard choices in the beginning. You want to make a James Bond character? That means your skills are going to be high. That's the choice you got to make. After you make that choice, we move on to what is a metahuman. Here's the thing. Many games, they have different races. Shadowrun is no different. Each of these races have uh, attribute adjustments and special abilities. Now, if you look at this racial modifier table, you will realize a couple of things. One, the bonuses far outweigh the detriments, and elves are OP. <laughs> Elf is the only race that has only bonuses, no drawbacks. Why would anyone play anything but an elf? They're humans only better. Because you, a metahuman must roll for an allergy. An allergy can be as simple as you it's itchy while you're holding it or while you're surrounded by it to, oh my God, it's burning my face off. So if you pick a metahuman, you must roll on the allergy reaction table. What are you allergic to? Max, go ahead and roll a 2d6. I don't have a 2d6 next to me. I Never mind, I will roll a 2d6. Eight, sunlight. I have an allergy to sunlight. 
well, how severe is the allergy? Is this Dracula time or is this like, no, I'm just a little ginger? Let's find out. <laughs> Six, nuisance. I'm a little ginger. I, I burn easily. Wear some sunscreen, be fine. Eyes a little weird during, during the day. If I'm in direct sunlight, I got to wear sunglasses. Other than that, not a big thing. Now this, plus being an elf, super OP. Absolutely. I, 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 will, I, will, I will take a sensitivity to light all day long as long as I can get a plus one to quickness, plus two to charisma, and low light vision for free with no minuses whatsoever. I'll take that all day. So again, sometimes you get lucky, sometimes you don't. But if you want to just not deal with allergies, then be a human. Do make the right decision. Be a human. Now, this was one of the things in Shadowrun that I that I liked conceptually. I didn't like it in play because either it was hand waved by the game master or it was detrimental to the party. Yeah, I mean, if if you have iron, because uh, if you look at that note, iron allergy extends to any alloy with iron in it. That usually consists of most firearms and and uh, handheld weapons. So that's tough. Tough on you. But suck it up, Buttercup. You want to be a metahuman. You rolls your dice. You literally takes your chances. Then after that, we move on to the attributes. Now, before you start putting in, uh, putting in all these total numbers, we're going to tell you what the general attributes are. First, you have your body attribute. It's a representation of your general health and helps you resist not only physical damage, but say viruses, disease, uh, uh, bacteria, stuff like that, sickness. Then you have your quickness. This is general speed. This is not only hand-eye coordination, but also how fast you physically move from one place to another. They just lumped it up into one stat, quickness. Strength, lifting, carrying, and melee damage. Pretty simple. Charisma, likability and power of presence. Power presence is important because charisma is the main stat for summoning spirits. And to do that, you have to be a, you have to have a very commanding presence or they just won't want to follow you. They just won't come. Higher your charisma, the more powerful spirits you can summon because you can command them in, an, in a tone that they respect. Intelligence, your mental acuity. Now, this combined with your quickness attribute is your reaction, which we're going to get to in a minute. Willpower, mental fortitude and determination. This is how how you resist mental damage how you resist torture how you resist drain from magic remember if you saw two weeks ago when i when i when i spoke about magical combat to cast a spell you have to force magic through your body to shape it into a spell this is not for the for the faint of heart you got to really want this and willpower is used to resist the damage of you pushing magic through your body. Very, very important for, for your magic classes. Now, your special attributes are ones that are either figured characteristic from your six main attributes or either a zero or a six, like magic. If you chose magic as a priority and you got magic, then you have a magic attribute of six. If you did not choose magic as either a four or three, depending on if you're human or not, you have a magic attribute of zero. It's binary. Oh. Okay. You either, you either can use magic or you can't. If you start off can't, you cannot learn it. It's a, it's a genetic thing. 
like green eyes or curly hair or whatever. You have it or you don't. Essence. This always starts at six. Essence is basically the power of your soul. How strong your soul is and its connection to your body. The more artificial stuff you put in your body, the more your essence goes down. If your essence reaches zero, the tether from your soul to your body is non-existent and you just die. Now, in later editions, there are magical processes to, to uh, lock someone's soul to their body. That's a cyber zombie. We're not, that doesn't happen in first and second edition, so we're not going to worry about that. <laughs> you reach zero essence, you die. That's it. So you can only fit so much metal in your body before you can't anymore. And then there's your reaction. This is the figure characters I'm talking about. This is how, how quickly you go in a, in a combat round and how many times you can react in that combat round. And it is intelligence plus quickness divided by two. Your mental acuity is part of your reaction time because if you can't perceive a threat you can't react to it so not only is your hand-eye coordination important but your mental acuity is also important when you're talking about how you react to things so you take your intelligence plus quickness divided by two and add a d6 now this isn't a one-time d6 every initiative you add a random d6 and remember whenever you roll a six these dice these dice explode Roll another, roll again, roll a six, roll again, roll a six, roll again, then add it up. That's your total reaction time. Some and it's what minus 10 or minus seven? What, what is it to get your extra actions? Minus seven, okay. So for example, you roll a 24 reaction. Minus seven, minus seven, you go those three times. At that initiative order, in that on that number. You go then, you go then, you go then. And of course, this can be augmented by magic and cyberware later in the character creation process, depending on what character you, you are creating. We move on to skills. This is the skill tree. The skill tree seems like it's a hodgepodge mess. It's not. There's method behind this madness. Your skill points are determined by your chosen priority. Remember, you had to choose a priority, zero through four, for your skills. That's how many total skill points you have. And you are not beholden to take any kind of certain skills. You can take any skills you want. Doesn't matter. Now, of course, there's recommendations. If you took magic as a high priority enough to where you, you are a magic user, sorcery, summoning, magical theory, these are skills you probably want and want as a, as a high you know, number. You can choose anywhere between one and six. I just want to cast it. I don't want to know about it. Okay. Well then, Hey, you know what? Street mages are like that. They're very low on magical theory, but really high in magical practice. So you would take sorcery highly and magical theory low. You do, you don't think you don't make spells. You don't sit in your, in your basement writing on all these, you know, you know, parchment paper. Yeah, I'm not a nerd. Yeah. You're no nerd. You get out there, throw your fireballs, man. You learn by doing practical training. I like it. Your rating is the number of dice you will roll to perform the skill. If you have a one in, say, firearms, when you're shooting a firearm, you will roll one die. If you have a six, you'll roll six die to hit. Same thing with uh, with uh, sorcery and with summoning. You will roll that certain amount of, amount of dice to, to, be, uh, to be your success roll. The skill web is, is, is pretty cool. If you look on it, there's a bunch of black dots everywhere. Now, can I 
get zoom in a little bit here. Let's see if I can zoom in a little bit. Yeah, zoom in a little bit. I don't know if you can see it very well, but for example, if you look at physical skills, strength, that is straight up attribute. Let's say you have nothing. All right. You have no, no, no skill in what you're looking for, but you want to say, uh, do unarmed combat. You want to punch somebody. You start your strength. Let's say your strength is six. Every time you, you pass a, uh, a dot, a black dot, uh, it gets a plus two modifier to your target number. So the, at the uh, starting target modifier is usually four. That's your, that's your threshold. A four, five, or six on a six-sided die is a base success. So we move to strength. And then we want to move to unarmed combat. We are passing two black dots. That means if I want to use my strength as an unarmed combat skill, it will be target number eight is a success. And that's basically it. That, that's what the skill web is for. If you don't have a skill, you go from your attribute to the skill, add the target number. If you have a, a skill that is similar, like say armed combat, but you want to use unarmed combat, you start at armed combat, move to unarmed combat, add the black dots, add plus two per black dot you pass. Now, in this case, instead of going from strength to unarmed combat, I'm going from armed combat to unarmed combat. That is only one black dot. So my target number for success is six instead of eight. You might talk about it in a minute. And if you do, I'll wait. Um, does this skill web here also include the skill focuses? Okay, specializations, whatever they're called. It, it if you are actually no, no. Was that a second not. edition thing? No, 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 no. The, oh. There, there, there are there are skill focuses, a specializations, concentration, stuff like that. But I'm not getting that into the basic character okay. character creation because I don't want to. I don't want to get into that. That's basically it. You 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 can start off more specialized. In say you you take firearms at three. But you you specialize in handguns. Well, with handguns, you're rolling four dice instead of three. But in anything that's not a handgun, you go from three to two. So your base skill is three. That's what you'd use on the skill web. So your specialization wouldn't count. It would be your base skill. Then we move on character creation we also buy spells now this is based on your tech priority remember you had to you had to choose a tech priority and you get money and spell points if you are a spellcaster you get both of these with your with your tech priority choice so let's say you you got a uh, magic highest pro you're human magic high priority four tech priority three you get four hundred thousand dollars or new yen just say dollars and 50 spell points. That means you can have 50 different spells at rank one or any combination of one to six different spells. Like if you want your attack spells to have more oomph, you want them for five and six. If you want sensory spells that you don't really need to, you're not, they're not going a resisted roll against somebody. You just want successes. One, two, three. Because remember, the, le the lower the power of the spell, the easier it is to resist the drain. The drain is the pushing magic through your body. The more powerful the spell, the more force you push magic through your body, the more likely you are to damage yourself. So there is some, there is some strategery 
in you want some some spells that are high power, some spells that are low power. Plus, some spells that are low power, you can now get yourself more spells. So you'd be more well-rounded. Just nuke them. Just nuke them, yeah. Do that too. And then we go to your gear. This is equipment you buy. And again, it's based off your tech priority, just like spell points are. So if you have a tech priority of three, you would have $400,000 to buy gear. Now, gear and cyberware are pretty much the same thing. But if remember, if you are magical, if you have a magic attribute, every single time your essence drops, your magic attribute drops as well. So you can screw yourself over. And it always rounds down. Yep. So you start off with an essence of six and a magic attribute of six if you decide to make a magical character. You get uh, an internal compass. That's 0.1 essence loss. Your essence is now 5.9, but your magic attribute is five. It rounded down to the nearest, to the lowest whole number. So you may as well get that smart gun link and that neuro yeah. jacker. Yeah, <laughs> if you're cyber jacker point well. one, you may as well get 0 0.9 or one if you can fit it exactly, because it's exactly the same for your magic attribute. It all goes down to five. Now your cyberware is body augmentation. Dermal armor gives you gives you automatic or not, but it gives you uh, more more body dice to uh, to resist physical damage. Muscle replacement gives you a bonus not only to to strength but also to quickness, which means it will also increase your reaction attribute. Wired reflexes just increases your reaction attribute by a lot. Mm -hmm. A cyber samurai is no joke because he's gonna probably gonna go first. And you're going to get shot in the head three times before you realize anything happened. And then I don't of course, think it, you're ever going to realize anything happened. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, you get the, the little ones like uh, replacement eyes, replacement ears, data jacks, stuff like that. Ancillary stuff, time, uh, time pieces in your head. You know, you always know what time it is. Radio receiver, stuff like that. Each device costs money and essence when it's cyberware. Gear just costs money. Guns, armor, bikes cars houses stuff like that all of that just costs money and depending on your tech priority that's how much money you have to spend right now speaking of spending money there's also hirelings you can buy money you can spend money for contacts for five thousand bucks you get a contact now this is a professional contact this is a talismonger who who specializes in selling uh, selling magical items. This is a, 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 a mechanic at the shop. You're going go to go to actually going to help you. Yes. Actually going to help you. Not only that, but because you spent money on him in character generation, he'll give you a 10% discount. You can have any number of contacts you want. As long as you have the money for it at character generation, you can buy it. No problem, but you can only buy one buddy. Oh. A buddy is an actual friend, not a professional contact. A contact who's also your friend. You did something for him years ago, and he never forgot that. He's your buddy. You, you play poker once a month, whatever. You need a place to lay low for a while. Buddy's got a spare room for you. you need to borrow a car? Buddy will give you his keys. You need to hide a body? Well, he'll help you. He won't want to know, la, la, la. I don't want to hear about just, here's a shovel. Call a buddy. He's for you. He costs 10,000 bucks in the character generation. He is the same archetype as you, 
but all of his attributes and skills are at four, which is fine. Fine. Now, remember, if he's a dwarf buddy, starts at four, and then the racial bonuses and minuses come into play. If he's an elf buddy, well, you win because it's only bonuses. So good, good job for you. Then we have a gang or a tribe. Now, if you want to hire a gang or hire a tribe, this is like a Crips and Bloods only for, for your block or your couple of blocks, whatever. And uh, you, you basically put them on retainer. And you can ask them to, hey, watch my neighborhood for people, you know, looking at my house funny. Or, you know, if, if, if you see a mailman going around the block five times, let me know. You know, stuff like that. It, uh, you know, it, it's, it's like your own little security system. And if you make a phone call, two to six game members will come get your back. Now, all their attributes and skills are three. They're not great, but you got numbers. 2d6 can be 12, right? There you go. Then we have followers. This just, is just, I do want to real quick. Sorry. Uh, that was one of the things I was saying before that in the games that I played in, the game masters never wanted to deal with them because yeah, it started I, making numbers and dice pools and everything that was happening in the game. Crazy, crazy slow. I, I, I when I ran, I only ran Shadowrun once or twice. I, I didn't get into it deeply, uh, at least as a GM. And I didn't run into the issue that much, but I mean, I guess I could see how that's an issue. Because if you're trying to roll for every little thing, you do. Yeah, but the thing is, as, as a game master, you decide what roles are important. And if you want the entire gang to have the same initiative, have the same skill set, have the, you can do that. You know, they all have firearms of three. They all roll three dice. You know, they all go on initiative seven, whatever. You roll once for all of them. You can do that just to, just to keep it easier followers these are these are folk that owe you their life you they owe you big you, you when they were younger you save their life or save their mom or or save their sister or whatever and they owe you forever okay now 1d6 plus 1 runners will come to your aid followers 1d6 plus 1 that's a lot of people use a standard archetype in the book all of these pictures here are standard archetype uh the one next to followers is uh the mage the street mage and the cyber samurai guess which one's which you get, you get one guess you're right they mm. will lay they will lay down in traffic for you they owe you their life they, they will gladly give it up for you now the thing is the game master can take their life from them and then you're out followers you can get hirelings. You you can get all this stuff in game through role play. But during character generation, you have to buy them. And followers come at a substantial cost. Four, uh, sorry, two hundred grand. Now remember, if you chose magic as first, and tech as second, you only have four hundred total grand. So that's half your starting money if you buy a follower. So be careful with this. This is no joke. And that's it. That's you made your character. Write down everything on the character sheet and you're done. You can now play. Now notice I didn't get to a lot of nuances. Like I spoke to with Max earlier about concentrations and specializations of skills. I didn't get into that. Okay. If you want uh, physical and magical combat, I talked about that a couple weeks ago. So that's when I got into that. But just making your character, this is it. Your character is done. It's that easy. The hardest part is the tech priority in the beginning.
After that, everything flows into place. And real quickly, it's not going to be big, but I mean, the character sheet is pretty simple. Yeah, character so. sheet is pretty basic. It's it it's not hard. Can't really it see. It's not it, hard maybe. at all. So let's look at uh, let's look at some. Uh, Wasn't a lot of chat. I, I got a couple start here. Some chat. So the games that have rules set up around hard choices usually end up being very fun. Kind of talk about the life path and and those choices yes. you have to make yes. at the beginning. I agree with that. Absolutely agree. I mean, I like random games also. The one problem with random games, well, actually, there's a problem on both sides. The one problem with random games is, uh, you know, where you're just rolling dice, is he could roll all sixes, you know, 18, 18, 18, 18, where I'm rolling three, 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 three. Yeah. And then one player or one character becomes less viable than another. Uh, but I... Hey, I hmm? You rolls your dice, you take your chances, right? That's how it works. Yeah, well, I get that. But, I mean, that could also be a detriment to a game. But at the, the flip side of that is I don't like every character being cookie cutter with the exact same number of points. And so I right. think a life pass system or, or a point by, or what do they call this type of system? Uh, point by, where, yeah, where, point where, by. Where, you, where, you, where you're stacking, like, well, what, prior, a priority system. Uh, I, I prefer those. So, so why do classes, uh, why do class-based games let you choose two classes, one of which is just a human in a costume? <laughs> well, I don't know if the elf is really a class, but... No, no, th this isn't a class-based system because there there are no classes, there are no levels. There's nothing like that. Yeah, there there are archetypes if you want to pigeonhole yourself, but since you are not in any way uh forced to choose any particular skill, you can make whatever you want. I mean, you can be magically active and have no training in magic. You can. Seems dumb, but you can. You can use experience points to gain magical skills. You can. That's great. So then I have two that are in the... No, actually, let's do this one first. Uh, cyber zombie, is that like cyber psychosis? No, a, a, a cyber zombie is, is someone who is dropped to zero essence or below, and magical rituals are, are, are used to keep their soul inside their body. And it's, it's rough. It is a horrible existence. They're usually used as disposable shock troops because they're walking tanks. Because you can load them up with all kinds of cyberware and it doesn't matter. Are they allowed to be player characters? No. Okay. But they exist. And player characters can turn into cyber zombies and then they become NPCs. It sucks. And then, so, two, they'd be on the opposite sides of the fence. In cyberpunk, you only have humans. Just say it. That is true. That is true. That is true. And in uh, in Shadowrun, you are punished for being non-human, which is good. It gives, it gives you the rope to choke yourself. Like, here, yep. dangling the carrot. <laughs> oh, you want to be an elf? Oh, yeah. You know, get all the chicks. It's awesome. Oh, you're allergic to plastic. Guess what? It's a future. Everything's plastic. Damn it. And then uh, Violence Solves Everything says Shadowrun is better. Cyberpunk has a single god stat in 2013, 2020, Generations, and yes, still overpowered in red. Let's see if Crafty has a comment to that. I don't know what the god stat is. I mean, I like Cyberpunk. I, I think both games are good. As I get older, I'm leaning more towards Cyberpunk than, than uh, Shadowrun, but I think both games are good. I would play either. Shadowrun's lore is, as time goes on, gets more and more under my skin. Well, that's why I stopped at second edition. Time, time didn't go well for me. Yeah, fair. Yeah. Well, even first edition had like the Native American nations and so forth. And well, I, I don't mind the original history, like the original 
oh uh, i forget the dude's name uh engine joe whatever that went up and and uh, kind of nuked uh, howling coyote yeah yeah him that uh, nuked the the western seaboard <laughs> the, well, but, all, basically four or five mountains erupted yeah. yeah uh that, that doesn't bother me everything that uh, kind of stemmed from that though it seems like every supplement every expansion made tier tangier more powerful and made native american nations more powerful made everything you know everything outside basically what was the core shadow on game of seattle more powerful yeah but in in all the campaigns i i played in i made sure to take away power from the tribes as much as i could so crafty says uh is typical uh no comment i'd agree with him but then we'd both be wrong but i mean i'd like to know what that god stat is if you if you can if you know if uh violence says this is what the god stat is and crafty says that's not true well then you know that's a, that's a different thing but right now i'm just seeing it has a god stat no uh but because i i don't remember that in uh, in cyberpunk the reason why i like cyberpunk better and this actually is more about just a presentation than it is about what uh Shadowrun's got a deficiency, is that the way netrunners work in Shadowrun, or sorry, in uh, Cyberpunk, at least in how they're infused in the action of the play, the round-by-round -round action, makes more sense than what Shadowrun did. Shadowrun almost divvies the game out like you're playing two separate games. Riggers and Deckers over here, rest of the players over here, yeah. and Cyberpunk incorporates those better. Outside of that, it's just, do I want magic in my game? Do I not want magic in my game? really but those are the comments so all right if you liked his uh his walkthrough there of creating a character in shadow and first edition and even if you didn't screw it just like subscribe share anyway because that's yeah, what you're supposed really to do on youtube it's just yeah what youtube's about social contract bitch do it yeah so <laughs> there you go uh check that out and uh yeah so thank you very much see i told you that wouldn't take too long I'm I'm I don't know what's going on over here, but I'm like very uncomfortable. Like I was fidgeting during your segment. Uh, do we have time to do some comments, or should we just run into segment three? Uh, we should just run into segment three. Okay. So, think and oops, wrong button. That button. All right, we're here at segment three now. Viewer, call it. Hear the rules. Check your audio and your surroundings. Don't want to hear your dogs barking. Don't want to hear clicky clacks from your keyboard. Don't want to hear all types of weird nonsense. One question or comment related to segment one or two. So basically character creation in uh, in Conan or character creation in Shadowrun. We'll respond. You'll get a follow-up. And then, bye bye <laughs> Then, of course, watch the language. So, I put the link out to the Rumble. Folks. I put the link out to everybody else. And I had to yeah. ban my first person on Rumble. What happened? Uh, you, you had to ban someone on Rumble? Why? Some spammer. Oh, well, that's that, that's not a person. Yeah, fair. Well, thank you, Squirrel Hermit. Squirrel Hermit makes good stuff, too. You should check out his channel. Is it all about I, haven't any, I haven't got any notifications recently. Are you still making videos? Did you? Are you okay, sir? Do you still exist? <laughs> My notifications have been acting really funky, though. I'm not getting anybody's notifications. Got a lot of OG GM notifications recently, which is weird, but no um, GM's alcove. I don't know.
Oh, here it comes. Oh, I misclicked. All right, my hawker, what you got? Oh, hey. Um, one thing that I, I didn't seriously think about until after you guys were starting into the, the magic and the uh, shadow and things like how viable is it to actually play a, a magic character class in Conan? Well, we'll get to that. Oh, yeah. We're, we're going to get to magic either next week or the week after. And uh, I haven't read it because I don't have the book, but I hope, I hope magic is dark is generally dark evil and dirty because in in all of the comics i read and of course in the in the in the schwarzenegger movie especially the first one magic was dark and evil and bad except for uh asian yoda hmm oh okay well, yeah, well, it, well it's not it's not gonna be next it's actually gonna be like three four weeks down the road but oh, really? yeah, uh, oh. the, the the spoiler alert of this one is you really want to think twice before you say, you know what? I think I'm going to be a sorcerer. <laughs> okay. So it's, it's got detriments. It's, it's got some bad stuff attached to it. I don't know if it's going to be DCC bad, but is anything it might, it might be bad. Like in, in, in dungeon crawl classics, if you're a sorcerer, you can pretty much gauge their level by how screwed up they are. You know, so something just occurred to me. Uh, the Marvel Comics depiction of Kulan Gath is someone who just looks horribly malformed, like, I don't know, like, kind of like what you, what you were saying, like the, the like stereotypical wizards, like shriveled and twisted yeah. and stuff. Yep. And that's what Kulan Gath looks like. And yeah. he's one of the characters they borrowed from the Hyborian Age. Yes, he's, he's in a lot of early Conan comics. He he travels he travels dimensions and universes and time and all that stuff so he's he's a he was a common villain i believe in uh in uh, uh the uh, conan uh mythos and if if he's any indication of what magic is you're right it's it's not is not for good good and decent folk okay then well i guess right. that's that all right yep all right thank, thank you my I haven't I haven't gotten all the nuances yet of the magic. I just know that uh, it seemed very dark synergy like <laughs> like. Well, yeah, Crafty says it's all about sacrifices. Oh, there you go. Well, th think of uh, uh, Conan the Barbarian. Magic was used in a ritual to to restore Conan's mind, but a, a price had to be paid. His girlfriend had to die later. And then in Conan the Destroyer. A sacrifice had to be made to a god to appease the land, and when that sacrifice was not was not made, that god turned bad and was starting to destroy the land. So I don't remember Conan the Destroyer that much. The first actually, I utilized that premise. We talked in, about Olivia Diablo last week, or I don't guys, know, yesterday. I didn't. Yeah, we did on the Friday night. I don't know, not the chill stream. But yeah, I, I didn't remember, remember. I was like, I don't know who that is. No. I thought oh, you did. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, I didn't. <laughs> uh, she, I, she I, was a, she's the princess girl. I think I remember that. I remember the, princess girl. I, 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 yeah, I wasn't a big fan of that second movie. So, I mean, I've watched the Barbarian. But anyway, Conan the Barbarian, the first one, that, that premise of the sacrifice is something I do to this day in D&D. &D. Resurrections always come with a price. Hmm. And he wasn't even dead. He was like Princess Bride, mostly dead. Still, it still cost a life to get him back. So, Crafty, you're just describing Earth Dawn now. <laughs> Graf grow stuff, like grafting things to your body. Have, have we told you about the targeting eye? <laughs> you have to pop it in there and a worm eats your eye and then takes over your vision. <laughs>
A lot of blood magic you can get rid of. That's one you can't. You can, you can, can. Un- your eye's gone. You can disempower it if you really yeah, want to take it out. You have a socket. Uh, I don't know if anybody else wants to pop in. I'm not going to wait too long here. I can put the link out one more time. Last call. Alcohol. There you go. I'll put, even put it out to rumble one more time because, you know, why not? Oh, I did. I'm sorry. So there you go. Now, every, do you want it from him or do you want it from me? Click the top one or the bottom one. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> make ahead of do to cast magic was make weird faces. Okay. Asian Yoda. Yeah, oh. remember he was he was like he was like uh constipated when he was doing it. Oh, oh. So yeah. Sacrificing part of your soul. Oh no. Uh in Conan the Barbarian, the, the, the very first magical being he comes across in the movie is a witch. And she was evil as shit. Yeah, but the, she's a witch. It's just yeah, the way, but you know, witches are name. bad, just like in Palladium. <laughs> it's in the name. Suckle on the on the teat of some unknowable evil. Where is it? Uh, One fifty nine. Yeah, there we go. Sorcery. Yeah, I mean, doesn't come off saying that it's bad, but I can tell you that the pictures are pretty dark. <laughs> Oh, no, it pretty much does. It says, sorcery is a dreadful path to knowledge and power. You, you know, go. if the first sentence that identifies what it is says dreadful. It's probably not great. Also, the latter of these goals that most of its practitioners strive towards. <laughs> you, know, you know, I don't want the knowledge. I just want the power. Wait, what? Remember, knowledge is not power. Don't let anybody lie to you. Knowledge is not power. The application of knowledge is power. All right. Well, I guess, uh, guess with that, we call it. Yeah, that's it. So, uh, I don't have any words of wisdom other than for some reason, I am just really uncomfortable right now. Like, I can't find a good sitting position. My room's feeling cold. Am I manipausing? I might be manipausing. How can you be cold? Isn't it like 75 at least where you are? I have the air conditioner on and the ceiling fan, so. Why? Because it's like 75. (laughs) All right. Uh, so let's go to that. And, um, uh, uh, well, I'm just going to say thanks for everybody who is here. Appreciate that. Uh, we've got that poll on our Discord server to vote for the game that we're going to cover after Conan 2D20. Next week for Conan 2D20 is going to be skills. And it's going to lead into momentum a little bit. So I'm just going to use the Game Master section to talk about the momentum. And uh, what are they called in this game? They're the fortune points. Yes. That's Fortune it, that's favors all. the bold. That's all I got. So, and uh, next week, I'm either going to do uh, Palladium China, or I'm going to do one of the three uh, games that Max sent me yesterday. PDFs for. I'm going to read them, and if one of them tweaks my fancy in the in the in the place that I'd like to be tweaked, then I'll do that one. You can save those too. I mean, th- those are for any media. I'm going to read them, and if if one of them really excites me, I'll do that one. Okay. One of them, I'll, I don't think I'll let you gonna... know by Wednesday. Yeah, I'll please. let everyone else here know by never. Uh, I don't. Th- I don't think one of them you're going to like at all. But I still think it's worth at least one segment. At least I don't like it. I'll put it that way. But uh, okay, it's cool. All right. So uh, yeah, hopefully by Wednesday I know a graphic to make and I can be ahead of the game for next week. So, but we'll see. Wait a minute. Uh, wait a minute. What? What was I? What was I wrong about 
category special training and heroes of the limit. What was I wrong about? Max is the know. one who doesn't like it. Power category special training? Yeah, the the ancient master guys. You know, the guys who start off at high level. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think one, it, it's OP at the beginning, and then is it necessary to go on? It's lazy. It's lazy player. <laughs> like, like that. Well, that's the ancient master. Which, which is a special, which is, is in the special category. Yeah, okay. I don't. Yeah. I don't remember the other ones in the special category. Yeah, there's uh, in this in the special category. There's the magician, which is lame. Or maybe that's what he's talking about. Yeah. I play the robots and age, aliens. Age magician, which is fucking lame. Well, wait, st stage magician. Oh, that's in your weird second edition version. I got revised. I'm good. Okay. I I, I play robots, aliens, and or and this really isn't Heroes Unlimited or TMNT. Me? No, I don't do that. Experiment. I mean, unless I'm forced to. No, I'm not against it. I'm just saying I play aliens, robots, and TMNT characters. <laughs> that's that's okay. what I play. So, all right. Um, I guess yeah. I, uh, you have any words of wisdom, or am I just ending this weird thing? This is, I mean, today was pretty straightforward. There wasn't, a, there wasn't a whole lot of nuance. I mean, we went through character generation on two systems yep. and uh, we saw the life path system and a points by system. And uh, well, you Pri priority put, system. Prior, I think yeah, I'd rather call it cause, cause priority system. I'll say priority system. And uh, you, you can lay in the comments when, uh, when you see the videos, which one you like better. And uh, you know what? Uh, for newer games, I'm going to go with the life path system, but for older games, I'm going to go with, uh, with the priority or points by <laughs> yeah mystery man there you go if you want okay you know what because mystery men is the best superhero movie ever done <laughs> this little guy just saved your life <laughs> junk it all right anyway let's, uh, let's get on out of here all right uh, everybody i hope you enjoyed the show i will see you on friday hopefully and uh the videos the segments will be out throughout the week and every i cannot talk i hope each and every one of you has a wonderful week.